This is the fallen angel Christopher Daniels, former TNA X Division Champion and former TNA World Tag Team Champion, and you are listening to the TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Enjoy. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 82 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I am Bob Collier Jr. And with me, as always, is Dallas Greeley. And Dallas, the era of Callus continues. But this week, it's with the X Cup. It's Team AAA against Team NWA, or better known as Team USA. Or- How excited are you for the first X or the second X Cup? I'd be I, honestly, Bob. I'd be a lot more excited if it was a single tournament again. I don't know if I like the 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 team concept that we got going on, um, and maybe that's just because like I like that there was like a winner of the Super X Cup. Here it's like the team, so the team is winning the. I know this is the America's X Cup, so it's a little nice. different. So I I don't mind that. It's a variation on the idea of the X Cup. But I kind of want just another, if we're going to do an X Cup, I'd rather just do another Super X Cup. Bring in some hot indie guys like they did before, a couple international wrestlers, and use some of the top TNA X Division stars just like they did before, and do that again. And you know what? Maybe they will do that again at some point here in 2004, but not yet. When I think of a hot indie wrestler, I'm thinking like Chad Collier, Matt Stryker with a unibrow. Yeah. Not, not Hooventud or Mr. Aguila, as you like no. to pronounce it. No, that's not what I meant. No, see, because you can bring them as the international part. Oh, okay. And it's Aguila, I remembered. Aguila. Aguila. Bob, I want to tell you. I Municipal. Actually, I think a few days, or yeah, not long after this episode airs, Bob, I was, I was watching, I was catching up on some AEW Dark because um, I'm a fan of Impact Wrestling, AEW. I love it all, except WWE, right? We don't really like that anymore. Or, or MLW. Well, or MLW. Well, I did find out that uh, AEW is going to the Municipal Auditorium in Nashville just a few days after this episode airs. Oh, really? And he said it, and I paused it, and I said, I'm going to need to rewind this real quick. And I did. I went, boop, boop, boop. And then I was like, how do you say it? Municipal. The Nashville Municipal Auditorium. Look at that. AEW teaching Dallas how how to pronounce words. Yeah, I'm going to thank you, uh, Excalibur, for your your great pronunciation. Shit. Oh, no. (laughs) Shit, it's fucking my other words up. (laughs) Needless to say, I'm practicing. I'm trying to get better. It's not going to happen. I'm still going to stutter. I'm going to stutter over words and notes today. I'm sure. I mean, I do it all the time. I stutter over my words pretty much every day of my life. Yeah, you know, that's what we are. We're human. I'm not, you know, I'm not a, I don't know, a speaker, a, a public speaker. Well, I mean, you are. I guess, I guess, technically, I guess we You're kind of are. You're talking to the masses. I'm talking to the masses. Everyone who, you know, what do we, what do we call our fans, Bob? The, um, 
The line, the liners. The the what? Our fans are called the liners because we crossed the line. The, the liners. The liners. God. I'll think of a better one. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to go to the next time. week. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, needless to say, Bob, uh, America's X Cup. Uh, we'll we'll see. Um, Bob has Bob told me much before we even got to 2004. He's like, Dallas, there's a couple shows that I really fucking don't like, and I don't think this specific one is that. However, that idea has been stuck in my head. And the I think of tournaments when I think of things Bob doesn't like, and generally tournaments drive me fucking nuts too. Uh, so that's in the back of my head. However, I'll just tell you right now, in my notes, it said that at least the main event of tonight's show is one of the top five matches in company history. Because it is it's a tape show, so they would know that. Correct. And uh, yeah, so it's a tape show. And so it is said that... It, at least the main event, top five matches. And we've seen some bangers. So that alone does have me excited. And, I mean, the people we got in it are are pretty good. And, you know, we got on our Team NWA, Team USA, Team TNA, whatever you, you want to call them. Got Chris Sabin, Elix Skipper, Jerry Lynn, and Sanjay Dutt. I mean, that's a pretty damn good team. I, I don't know if I'd really can be complaining with that. I don't even know if there's any of those guys I'd want to swap out. Like I think it's a pretty good, damn good team. Uh, and then they're going against Team AAA with Abismo Negro, Hector Garza, Juventud Guerrera, and Mr. Aguila. Aguila. I like how you said that with anger. I wanted to make sure. Aguila. Yeah. Aguila. And, of course, Bob, let's not forget that there is four singles matches and then two tag matches before the eight-man elimination match with all members of the team in the end, the main event of the show. And then they never actually went over the point system with us because there's supposed to be a point system. So I'm assuming we're going to kind of start to show off with that. They're going to have to, yeah, they're going to have to. They're going to have to do something, but I guess we'll get there soon. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, yeah, I mean, so just, I mean, really to just clarify this, I, and I told Dallas off the air, this is the type of show where the wrestling will probably be good, but really, no matter the wrestler, for me to have to watch them wrestle on the same night two or three times kind of drives me nuts. Like, for, in, for instance, I hate, even on TV, like, seeing the same guy wrestle twice. So let's say on AEW, Cody Rose is in the opening match. And then he's also in the main event. Two right. different matches. It's like, no, I don't. I want to see different people. Well, they just so did tur- that. With tournaments a, are tough for me. They just did that with a with Abyss last week. And we'll we'll, we'll we're gonna right. run down. We're gonna run down that momentarily. But I mean, yeah, I don't like that stuff either. I honestly, it, if this was a three hour show where they had the tournament and like two or three other matches to break it up, that's probably a little different. But like kind of like what King of the Ring you know, did for a while there. They would have like a world title match still and all this stuff. But this is literally just going to be a tournament. Right. And didn't they do I'm 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 blanking a little bit here. Um I was gonna try to look it up quick before I sounded stupid when I said it here, but I can't find it fast enough. But when they did the Wednesday Bloody Wednesday, didn't they do something like that? Wasn't the rest of the card Yeah, see, yes, I knew it. It was at the last Super X Cup. Uh, from August 20th, 2003, the main event 
was a different match. It was the Wednesday Bloody Wednesday steel cage match. Wait, so when we had the War Games match, we had the X Cup, that same show that we had to watch? Right, and the opening match featured Mad Mikey and Laz. So we had a couple different matches. So that yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. We kind of bookended the show. And then in between were all the quarterfinal and, or, you know, technically first round uh, and finals and everything. So they were all like sandwiched between two things. Yeah, because at least with that, I'm looking forward to the War Games. Well, yeah, there's something else to look look forward to. It's like, okay, yeah. after the tournament, we got, like, the War Games match. This show doesn't have that. Unfortunately. But, you know, we can't all have what we want. And we can't always get Because you know what? what? If we did get what we wanted, then Raven would have won the NWA title, uh, what, almost, almost a year ago at this point. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, about 10 months ago. Um, but yeah, so basically what me and Bob are going to be doing, as Bob mentioned, uh, we're going to be seeing a lot of the same guys. So we are saving most, if not, uh, I would say probably 90% of our notes for during the show. So it's going to be a little bit different this week. We're going to touch base quickly on last week, and then we're going to get right to this. We're going to watch it, and then we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. And I'm just going to set the teaser up now, Bob. If you thought the rumors of people coming in last week and the matches last week were good. I got more of that. I got more rumors of people who are coming in, including someone who is set to debut next week on February 18th. Like legitimate debut, like staying? It seems that way. They are set for a storyline. And it's, uh, I don't think you're going to be able to guess them. But we'll talk about that more during the show. Yeah. Okay. I'll tease you. I'll tease you and I'll be like, okay, Bob, it's time. Yes. So we'll get, we'll get there. Uh, so let's run down the card last week and um, just touch base quickly on that. And then we're going to, we're going to watch the America's X Cup, the first one. Uh, so, Bob, we can't forget the Insane Clown Posse was there last week. That was exciting. And they ended up That's defeating right. David Young and Glenn Gilberti in the opening match, which was surprising since they're, Everyone's there. And don't forget, later in the show, um, they pretty much said that they're uh, they're ready to wrestle again. So they ain't going away anytime soon, it seems. They're coming for that tag team gold. I would not be surprised if they could did Could you that. imagine if they won the tag team title? The thing is, I think I could. I could see them doing it. I mean, it might not hurt in terms of, like, drawing the crowd because like then the juggalos could be like oh our guys are tag champs we gotta be here every week right i think it'd actually be a really smart move in fact i think that's who i probably you know what that redshirt security should have been trying to throw the insane clown posse like out of the arena to then lead to a freaking title match and then the red shirts could have lost to the super over insane clown posse why is that a genius idea wow have the red shirts actually try to do their job Right, be security. Get, be security and get the unruly crowd out of the arena. Damn it, that's so annoying that they didn't do that. <sighs> Missed opportunity. Right. Um. Anyways, uh, Sonny Saki defeated Kid Cash. That happened. And then Tr- Trinity was involved in that whole situation as well. Abyss, in his first match of the night, as we already mentioned, defeated El Leon by disqualification. Still don't have him unmasked yet. 
No, we've been teasing it, but not, not quite. In fact, I mean, we can't forget, actually, kind of going through some of these. It was like if Siaki lost, he had to sign with Jarrett. So remember, if if they disobeyed their contract status, then they were fired, or their contract, whatever. Then yeah, they no, were... it, it wasn't that he would sign. It would be like he'd be fired, right? Was he fired if he lost? A or? breach. Yeah, because it would be like a the breach. The breach, the breach. Okay, so his was yeah. he was going to get fired. It's, most of them, it was like, you're going to get fired. El Leon was like, you're going to get unmasked. Uh, then the gathering... Sam Punk and De Niro defeated Sandman and making his debut in the TNA Asylum after a long rumors. Terry Funk. Just kind of a weird spot to put Terry Funk in. But, you know, there he is. He lost the match. Uh, Abyss and AJ Styles defeated the redshirt security to become the new NWA Tag Team Champions after essentially the match turned into a handicap match, so Abyss really didn't do anything because El Leon came out and they started brawling into the crowd and they kind of disappeared. So Styles technically was uh, the one who wrestled the entire match. And then Jeff Jarrett had to defend his NWA World Heavyweight title against a mystery opponent. And that mystery opponent, Bob, was Dustin Rhodes. The natural. Dustin. They call him the, na- the natural. Call him the natural. 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 Yeah, it is a really good song. Uh, So that was kind of exciting that Dustin Rhodes was there. It was not a good match. No. It was was so bad that Cage Match doesn't even have a time for the match listed. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder Uh, if they don't even know when it technically started. It very well could be. Uh, And then we can't forget the breaking news at the end where there's going to be a new NWA authority figure named, even though they just Mm. got rid of them. Although, I think I have a feeling now why that might be happening, but Bob, you're going to have to stay tuned during the show to find out why. Oh, great. Uh, so we, wait. It's actually pretty interesting. It's one of the more interesting things that's going down this week. Oh, okay. Um, so me and Bob, I well, Bob was more in the middle. Last week, I enjoyed the show. I didn't think it was bad, so I gave it a thumbs up. Bob was more in the middle, which I totally understand, and he almost talked me into it. But I said, damn it, Bob, that two hours went by so fast, I just had to give it a thumbs up. And to be fair, the last several, I would even maybe say since we started 04. Yeah, been dude. Yeah. Flying by, it seems like. And I'm hopeful yeah. that this week as well. But who knows? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so, Bob, where do you think that the readers of The Observer were at with that show? I think they're going to say thumbs down. Yeah, they did. Well, as Dave says, <laughs> the February 4th pay-per-view was a bomb. They had zero thumbs up, 94.1% in the uh, down, and then 5.9% in the middle. Isn't that like two weeks in a row where it's been heavily down? Yes, I believe last week was also um, more more down like that. But yeah. zero up, nothing. That's That makes me look like an idiot. But you know what? <laughs> I thought it was a fun show. <laughs> so, <laughs> that just makes you... A TNA, like a delusional TNA fan. No, because I've said some are down. I know a bad show when I see a bad show. I don't know if that's accurate. Uh, well, and he, basically he's saying that we're even getting thumbs down for the most hardcore of supporters. So. I mean, maybe by, you know, that's what the crazy thing is about like doing this type of podcast that in 2004, the show was you know panned but then you you watch it again 
you know, 18 years later. Right. It could very well change. Just like I'm sure when I wrote my review, my written review out in Wrestling Recaps, I'm sure I hated things more than I, you know, maybe I like them now. Oh, right. I'm sure you shit all over it. I mean, that's... I'm, I'm sure I did. Um, well, speaking of shit, well, I guess the opposite of that, what was voted on as the best match, Ben? Uh, I will say that they went with uh, Abyss and AJ against the Red Shirts. Yes, they did. Although, Dave's considering that a handicap match, which it, it technically was. Well, yeah, it was. Um, and what about for the worst match? Uh, Jared and Dustin. No. Um, the Gathering against Funk and Sandman. Nope. It was... Insane Clown Posse. Insane Clown Posse versus David Young. Yep. I was really trying to avoid that one. But... They drew the house. How could they have the worst match? That makes no sense. Well, right. Um, And then second place was Abyss versus El Leon. So... Well, that's that's true because they got gassed like pretty, pretty quick. All right, uh, and uh, I just want to reiterate because it says it again right here. This show is said to be very good. It is pre-taped, as we already mentioned. Said to be very good, and I already mentioned the note about the one of the five best matches in history are going to be happening tonight. No, no, it's crazy that you mentioned that because I feel as if I've never, I've never heard that match when it comes to the conversations of the greatest, like some of the greatest TNA matches. So I'm right, me either. Could, yeah. Could this be considered like uh, a hidden gem of sorts? I don't know. Right. I agree. Um, I just like to add real quick that Bob's wrestling recaps. Final thought isn't as negative as I was, was going to think about last week's show. Cause there's some weeks where you're like skippable, what, like, right. really dull show. This one actually is not as negative as about that. So uh, if you want to check that out, go to WrestlingRecaps.com. If you want to skip right to the good shit, WrestlingRecaps.com slash TNA. There you go. Um, anyways, last week's show drew 1,200 fans, uh, largely, again, due to the ICP being there. A lot of the them paid this time, though, as we had estimates from the lines that it looked about 40 to 45% paid this week which is a much higher ratio than normal. So that's good. Uh, and as we mentioned, Terry Funk made his debut. And as Dave says, it was sadly uneventful. Funk should have done a month's worth of promos to build up to his debut in a major pro- in a major program. Instead, he was Sandman's partner of the week as Daniel on Punk won in five minutes and four seconds. Uh, and apparently that, at least for now, is considered the end of Sandman because he hadn't looked good at all on this run. Uh, and they're saying that this is setting up for Funk and Raven versus De Niro and Punk. Gee, I got to stutter over that for the February 18th show, which we have said before is Raven's return. Right. Um, I'm not really sure if I agree with um, Funk needing to have done a month's worth of Mo- promos to build his debut. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily see fun i mean that makes it seem like as if funk should be coming in as a main eventer right and i feel like maybe at this point people are still kind of feeling like that should be the case and the only way you do that is if it's a like a one-off with jared and then maybe you could keep him as like a low mid guy, but like his like one match with jared for the, just to keep with that trend right yep i agree 
Um, and I mean, he's of, I, how old? He's got to be. He's got to be fucking. At this point, pretty old. At this point, I mean, he oh, he's always looked as if. Actually, does it say here? Oh yeah, he literally. It literally says right here that he uh, legit turned sixty this summer. So he's oh, fifty nine at the time of this match. So that's yeah, that's just. That's right. incredible. Well, and kind of bouncing off of that, there remember there was talk of that Funk versus Raven feud. So they're saying that it wouldn't shock Dave to see Funk turn on Raven if that if Funk has agreed to stay on for a little bit. Um, and the decision was made, and quite frankly, probably the right one to not talk about Funk's age, which we are discussing right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of it's funny, but kind of silly too um in the middle of the match on the spanish commentary armando quintero turned to antonio pena out of nowhere and just goes quote are there wrestlers in mexico who have overstayed their welcome where was when was this during during the terry funks match essentially oh god and he goes on to essentially say yes and then start naming people so (laughs) which i think is kind of funny that's amazing. Uh, yeah, so the tag titles, uh, which were established earlier in the show as meaning nothing, ended up with AJ and Abyss, ending the one-week reign of North Cut and Legend, which is, like, super disappointing. Like, I was I was shocked that they won, but for a week, that's pretty bad. Well, I mean, I, I think I, like, I get it. Transitional champions. I mean, I don't think the red shirts are... Listen, I didn't expect them to have it for long. But a week is pretty nuts. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They kind of, the theme music and everything really gives me right to censor vibes. Yeah, I get that. Not that they're trying to censor anybody, but. Um, Not anymore. And, like, right, and right to censor, for the most part, they were like transitional champions too, I'm pretty sure. So it kind of fit, it kind of fits into that for me. Okay. Fair enough. And like I said, I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm a fan of, uh, of Northcutt. So I would anticipate, as I am maneuvering my shit here, um, maybe uh, taking Northcut off TV for a little while. And yeah, uh, I think I think that's probably a safe. And then bring him back as his, himself again. Yeah, and like give him a push from like that vantage point. I think he would do well. I th- he might need a manager or something, but. <clears throat> I think right. he would do. I think he could be a pretty like a good monster. Yeah, I agree. He was. He came in wicked strong against Jared. I thought Northcutt did. Oh, sorry, wait. sorry, sorry. I was legend thinking a legend. Did. Sorry, getting a mix. Yeah, up. legend. Yeah. Northcutt could definitely be like more monster monster, but Legend came in pretty strong though. I thought. Yeah, I think I think Legend came in pretty well too, and then they just right. kind of watered him down. Yeah. Uh, James Storm was back last week. Uh, he wrestled on explosion after that shoulder neck injury. Uh, after Eric Watts lost his power, he was fired. He was back, and they did that, as Dave says, terrible skit where Goldilocks basically said how she faked all her orgasms and got more pleasure out of pleasuring herself. And it was a very odd segment, but, you know, it happened. Uh, well, to just, be fair, I could never really picture uh, Eric Watts making a woman or orgasm, so... Whoa, okay. We're shooting from the hip. We're shooting, baby. Yep, Dustin Rhodes was there. We knew that already. 
Tom, Thomas T. Stenenbaum, who plays the role of Jarrett's hotshot lawyer, made his debut in person last week as well. He actually is someone. We didn't know who he was, but he was an old Memphis manager, Ernest Angel. I, you know what? I fucking knew it. It's so funny you say that because I was reviewing. Oh, my God. It pisses me off. Oh, okay. I knew I had seen that face before, and I was reviewing. I'm such a loser with the amount of stuff I fucking watch, but I was review. I was reviewing Memphis 88, and fucking brother Ernest was on there with Brickhouse Brown. Dude, and I thought I knew I I knew I had seen that face before. That's crazy. That is amazing. Now you know. Wow. Um, and so Bob probably knows a little bit more than uh, probably most of our listeners or I knew. But he caused a lot of controversy more than 10 years ago when he did this like really religious gimmick on the circuit where he used a loaded Bible as a foreign object. <laughs> um. And he says he was pretty good then, but that was a lot because in real life, uh, he kind of, it was kind of relating, you know, with the religious stuff. So he understood the gimmick. Uh, He looked to be nervous playing a lawyer and it didn't come off well, as Dave says. But to me, I thought that was kind of part of it, to be honest. But I, yeah, I mean, he did look nervous, but I mean, wouldn't a lawyer look to be nervous? But he's not going to be comfortable. I would hope he, like a lawyer would be comfortable just in front of. 1200 people talking like that or whatever right exactly uh and i don't think i've seen they said it was like 10 years ago so yeah it doesn't i don't have i don't have a date or anything but okay because like i said i'm only in like 88 and i don't remember there being a uh a loaded bible he just would like scam people oh okay so far he'd like donate your money to the cause you know like one of those things oh that's funny okay but that's crazy like, i got fucking I knew it. Even like the voice on the phone. I was like, that does sound that's so like funny. a voice I've heard before. But I would never have connected it to Brother Ernest. There's no fucking way. Like I'm not that familiar with the guy. Well, you are now. Now I am. Um Bob, that's all the notes I got that we're talking about pre-show here. Uh besides you know, I'm gonna say explosion real quick, which technically uh, we're just covering our bases because I'm pretty sure we've talked about all these matches before. But we're going to cover our bases once again. And then we're going to get into the show. So like I said, short, sweet, to the point, And we got a lot of good shit to talk about during the show. So don't think there's nothing exciting going on this week. There is. Uh, so according to Cage Match Explosion number 66, it was taped, I think, over multiple days. This lists it um, as the same day as the show, which is obviously incorrect. Um, but it aired on February 14th, 2004. And it featured these three matches. The three men, all three of them, three life crew, who defeated Brad Bradley, Gabriel, and Roderick Strong. Mm. There's a tag team match between Johnny Swinger and Simon Diamond, defeating Jared Steele and Masada. And then in the main event, Michael Shane and Shane Douglas with Tracy defeated Bart Sawyer and David Young. Well, I'm actually cool really... that Roderick Strong was on there. Right, isn't that interesting? Um, but that's it. That's what I got. All right. Well, it's time, folks, for the February 11th, 2004 edition of NWA TNA Weekly Pay-Per-View. It's the fucking X-Cup. Or at least like part one or part two, I guess, of it. Part one for this format. 
This format, yeah. Uh, if you want to watch along, head over to Impact Plus, or um, maybe it's in your own personal collection, uh, and you can watch that way as well. Or, hey, just listen to us, and we'll keep you updated, save you maybe an hour and 52 minutes and 45 seconds. We'll see. I'm going to count down from three. When I say play, hit that play button. You don't have to worry about us. There will be no ads, so you won't have to like, pause it and wait or fast forward and try to find your spot. You're good. We're good to go. We're ad-free without a Patreon, so don't worry. Three, two, one, play. We're starting off hot with the video package here. Dude, there that's, he is, dude. That's going to piss me off that I Brother Ernest. didn't connect it. Because like now all I see is Brother Ernest, and it's fucking driving me nuts. I like that they keep using old people, like Sarah Lee, who's like an old like wrestler. and um, Yeah, I like that they're using older like Memphis people. Cortica Joe, he made his appearance. Cortica Joe. Her, yeah. her husband. I don't know. I like that stuff. And they're using them in ways that, I mean, they eventually told us about Sarah Lee and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. not at first. And it's like, oh, that's like the old ticket lady. Well, I feel bad for her. And then eventually they tell you, like, she's an NWA legend, like, wrestled in the right. area and stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. what? So yeah. I like that. I think that's really cool. Sarah Lee used to kick ass, so it's fine. And then you see her beating up Kid Cash with brooms and shit, so. Right. So they're showing, uh, we, we saw the recap from last week's show, and now we're seeing the Team NWA talk, Antonio Pena talk about how they got a special place for the trophy in Mexico. We're kind of going back and forth, because look, oh, that's right, Don Cal's did fire a couple people last week. Well, all three of them, right? Borash, Tiny, and Sarah Yes. You fat piece of trash. Well, no more JB. That sucks. I mentioned it when you uh, ran away last week, Bob, to get whatever you did. And the guy who was doing it for him was not a bad, like, ring announcer. Really? Uh, Yeah, I really didn't mind him. He'll probably be on this show then, right? Well. He's got to be because they've. Or is JB, since it was taped, did JB do it? Well, the weird thing is that technically JB would probably do most of it, but because the main event was taped after last week's show, I'm wondering if the main event will have a different ring announcer or they'll just not do a ring announcer. I don't know. I hmm. if they If they actually thought this through, which I'd be surprised, then it won't be JB. That's right, the Naturals came out and screwed the Natural. Put some powder in a chair. I did. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right, Bob. They're aiming a new NWA authority figure. And their final act. And look at, who is it? Look at the mystery. Is it Bill Barron's? It's just Bill Barron's, guys. It could be. <laughs> that looks like his outline. Under new management. Are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, wait, it's the Jarrett one again. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think it's great that they do that. 
are you with? The funny thing I, is, I, if you didn't mention it, I would have sat here watching it like normal, and I might I might have kept caught it because we we sit here and watch these things, right? Yeah. If I ordered this and I was like a weekly person, you wouldn't even you'd be like, oh the intro's on, I can fr- grab my food quick or something. Right, right, you, right. You wouldn't even realize any different. Yeah. Well, you can um, tell Sinead's doing a voiceover. Yeah. Um, I don't have a crowd number for you because it was filmed over multiple days. I believe pretty much every show it was filmed over. There's 1,200 in the crowd, though, so. Right. Actually, I can. I can pull up my. Uh, I would have thought that the opening video package would maybe have been longer considering the type of show we got. That's a good point. Previewing the format hey. here. There we go. Team X Cup format. America's X Cup format. Team NWA versus Team AAA. Four-man teams with captains. Winner of the first four f- first-round singles matches equal one point each. The winners of the two second round, you get two points. Jesus. Two points per elimination in the eight-man third-round elimination match. The team... The most points wins, and then if there's a tie, the captains face off. This says earlier today that's the same shirt he wore last week, I think. So, this is the best team that TNA could put together. I don't think so. Because I was going to mention, like, we haven't seen Sanjay Dutt in like a little bit. I mean, okay, so when I was saying earlier that there wasn't anyone I'd replace, I, if you're going to replace someone, it probably would be Sanjay, Sanjay Dutt because That's what I would think. for that reason. And I mean, Jerry Lynn just came back too, so it's like these aren't the big names of the division at the time. Right. He did just make mention to Christopher Daniels and Loki being very good. Skipper Straight says, up G. For our fans, yeah, come on, guys. Team AAA here. Mr. Aquila. Hector Garza looks like the type of guy that would fake his age in the Little League World Series. Like everybody else looks like they're 12, and then Hector Garza is like, no, I'm 12, and it's like he's really 34 years old. Okay, unfortunately, guys, I cannot translate what they're saying to you. I took German in high school, not Spanish. Yeah, who takes German? Of all languages. German. I'm assuming he's going to translate at least some of this for us, right? Hector Garza was just yeah. rubbing himself kind of weird. Oh, they're saying, they're saying they're the best in the world. And he said no, and he left. Hoovy left his team. Maybe he left because he's like, that's not what I said. Triple A, Triple L, Mexico. So that's a reference to the feud that we talked about last week. Right. X-Factors, historic NWA versus Triple A showdown. Team concept matches, the USA versus Mexico. Exhibition in spotlight as point system determines the winning team.
That's right. We've got to use a scoring system here tonight, Bob. Because why not? That's not JB, dude. It's not. Wow. I'm impressed. <laughs> I am. I'm legitimately shocked. That they did that. Because that's got to be at least three weeks out. Well, let me see. I was I was working on two, pulling that two up. Two or three. And I wonder if the fans were like, how come it's not JB? And then they eventually found out that. Oh, so this yeah. these first four matches were filmed on January 28th. So that was, what, two weeks ago. That's crazy. So two weeks ago, they were like, well, maybe we should not use JB. And it's not a voiceover. No, it's not. I think that this, if anything, Bob, this is proof that they are actually thinking things ahead a little bit. That's Remember, crazy. We've heard this, that they're yeah. long-term right. storyline, this and that. So I think this is kind of proof of that. Well, Bob, we have a fucking banger to open us up here. Hoovy versus Chris Sabin. Remember, these two were in the finals of the first Super X Cup. So this should be pretty Who are damn the good. Captains? Garza and Lynn? No, it's Hoovy and Lynn. Hoovy and Lynn. Okay. Well, that makes sense that Lynn's not doing this because that's for the tiebreaker. If there were to be one. <laughs> uh, all right. Indie news here for Mr. Chris Sabin. Uh, back on January 29th, he wrestled for Ring of Honor, where he actually won a six-man mayhem against Caprice Coleman, Hydro, Jack Evans, Slick Wagner Brown, and Sunjay Dett. On January 31st, he won a three-way dance against Jimmy Jacobs and Joey Legend for IWC, uh, Hopeful Havoc. And then on February 8th, as Hooventude here has a half box to grab on, he retained the BCW Can-Am television title in a ladder match against Eric Young. So a busy couple of weekends there wow. for Saban. And then for Hoovy, uh, well, I guess really nothing's happened since before the last time I talked about him on the 28th. Huh? So he did the same things that he did on the Jan- on Jan 28th. Wrestling for Noah. Right. He had a well, match. Hey, if he didn't do anything the past week, he had a, a notable match against Kenta right. for Noah first nav- navigation on January seventeenth, stuff like that. So there's nothing. Yeah, if, I, going up. if I was going to guess, uh, most of our AAA talent is probably going to be that same comment from you. Yeah, that's why I'm probably not going to do it again. I forgot. Well, I think for them, there's if there's nothing, then yeah, I don't think we have to talk about it again. We we've discussed it because they remember well, they did feature you know these really- four guys. Right. Well, at least for uh, Hoovy, there is. Hector Garza looks like he's done something different. Okay, okay. So maybe uh, maybe I should just double-check those guys when the time comes. Yeah. I'll try to remind you. I probably will forget, but you know what? We're standing we, off. We never forget stuff here. On no. We remember everything. Absolutely. They both go for a drop-down. Both go for a drop kick. Threatening as if they've been wrestling each other for 15 years and they know exactly what the other guy's thinking. Dude, they've been studying. They knew this was going to happen. Basement drop kick by Hoovy. Sabin's on the floor. We're hurt. 
Booby taunts him to crowd. Oh, I love you. Taunts him on the middle rope. Baseball slide drop kick of sorts there. Oh, oh my God. Oh, wow. Nice head scissors. He, like, he didn't even slide really through. He just, like, pumped himself through the yeah. bottom rope there. That was nice. Rope. To do a head scissors on the floor. So, Bob, how would you do this? Which uh, which guy do you think gets the first win for the their team here tonight? Is it going to be Hoovy or is it going to be Saban? Um, I'm going to say Hoovy just because I feel as if they're going to make it so that Team NWA is like the underdog. I'm like, oh my god, they're down four to <laughs> yeah. nothing. You know what I mean? Uh, Hoovy went for a dive, but Saban got him with a kick. going to set up what I believe is a suicide dive. And you know what? If Hoovy were to win, nice springboard oh, wow. spinning heel kick there by Saban. If Hoovy were to win, you could make it in a couple weeks or even the next week, an exhibition title match between Saban and, uh, and Hoovy, since Saban's the champion. I like that a lot. I'd have him win just for that reason. Oh, side Russian leg sweep. I looked a little, a little weird. The seated octopus submission lock, as Tanae has told us. I would just call it the seated octopus, not the seated octopus submission lock. I think that Tanae added that part, but <laughs> I think he did too. It's a bit much there. He goes out of the octopus into a cover. In case you guys, I know everyone always Bob. I get messages all the time. Who's the referee, guys? It's Rudy Charles tonight. This is our referee in this match. Oh. oh, shit. What the hell would you call that? It was like a modified destroyer. It was a, well, it was a head scissor, so it was like a poison Rana head scissor thing. Okay. He's signaling for a 450. I don't know how he would hit this. <laughs> He's not in position. Yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't make... All right, he does like a Hurricane Rana, springboard Hurricane Rana. Pump handle. Oh, Pump handle like suplex, twisting suplex. Two count, saving kicks out. This is definitely yeah. a good match to start off with because it's two people you're familiar with. Like I like Hoovy from WCW. I think it's a good way to start the start the tournament. Well, and if you've been watching a long time, you remember these two were in the finals too. So I think it's a right. I think it's a fun thing. Drop toehold onto the middle rope by Hoovy. Uh, I'd like to mention, when you were doing Saban's Indian News, uh, Tanae did mention JB not being there. So they're not just, like, throwing it over the shoulder. They did mention on commentary. Right. 5225 instead of the 619. Yep. So what you just said? I think that was it. I thought he might have said numbers differently, but either way, I think you got it either right way. more than I did. It's funny how many people have stolen that move. Just by using their own area code. Right. Double leg slam by Saban. Could he hit? Yeah. Well, he oh. got pretty. Turns him over with his leg, picks him up. Brain oh, buster. Brain buster! Going for the cover. cover. No. Hoovy kicks out again. It's not a bad match. No, so these fun. guys work really good together, actually. I think. Oh, yeah. 
And you kind know of makes about- you wonder how Hoovy wasn't a regular. I mean, I know, you know, early on he was like, I'm not jobbing or whatever. Like, I don't want to do the job. Right, right. That probably doesn't help, but. Sunset flip, another roll through, another trading roll ups. I hate this stuff. I hate this spot. I don't always hate it, but. The bridge up. That's impressive. Uh, Hoovy driver? No. Nope. Countered. Oh, nope. Rolls him up. Oh. Saban with a wheelbarrow. Oh, no. Hoovy reverses into a bulldog. That's good. Yep. There's fake JB over there. It still kind of looks like JB, but taller and like less hair. Yeah. Now, so I wanna, now, I want to point out that the commentary of the match is not a voiceover. No, it is not. It was where, just the beginning where Tanay was talking, it was a voiceover. Right. I was thinking about mentioning that as well, because you can definitely tell it's not. Yeah, because you can see them at the announcer's table, and they're definitely calling the match. Like, I doubt they would just sit there. Oh, oh, huge power bomb by Saban. Saban just did his best Psycho Sid impersonation with that power bomb. Real. Oh, kip up by Hoovy, standing Hurricane Rana. One, two. Oh, he almost got him. One. Oh. Oh, Hoovy with a kick to the head. Saban still kicks out. In case you're uh, watching along, we have an hour, 35 minutes, and 33 seconds left, or we've been watching for 17 minutes and 17 seconds. And I want to say the trend of a quick start, I feel like, continues. Absolutely, Bob. Have you noticed? I haven't said any news yet. That's because I'm really enjoying this match, so you'll get some notes soon. <laughs> right. I'm sure there'll be video packages and stuff. that. We oh, yeah. Have. We we got plenty to talk about, so don't worry. I guess I can tell you now that uh, Antonio Pena wanted, is wanting to put together a major spectacle uh, the day before a WWE show in Mon- Monterey. Yeah. Uh, and that he, he has asked TNA for help on that. So we'll see what happens there. Holy oh. shit. The Saban edge off the top rope. Course, I didn't know that was a move, but now I do. I, I've never known about the Saban edge, so. I think they Tanae's just made really, that shit up. I was going to say, I feel like Tanae's really killing it with, like, making up names of moves. Uh, Hoovy fighting back. Looks like he's going for the Hoovy driver. He hits it in the middle of the ring. That could be it. One, two. Oh, Wow. Oh, they saying he got him. He says he got him. Saban did kick out or tried to kick out. Wow. I didn't expect that. Oh. I wonder uh, if there was a screw up on that. Well, we're going to Scott Hudson talking to Jeff Jarrett in the back. Yeah, we can't go a week without Jeff Jarrett. So, of course, this has to happen. Right. Brother Ernest here. John Kells. Is that behind him? Yeah, he's there. 
I have no skeletons. If I was a betting man, we're going to get at least one backstage interview between every match, just like the first Super X Cup. Franchise, oh, sure. Michael Shane. Hey, I actually have notes about these guys. I didn't think they were going to show up. Uh, Shane Douglas was on the Between the Ropes radio show last week and said that people in TNA were great and that it was the best locker room atmosphere he'd ever seen since the heyday of WCW. What? Yeah. The heyday of WCW? He hates WCW. No, that's what he said, man. Um, maybe, maybe you meant ECW. It definitely could have been a typo. <laughs> Talking to like, each other up. Wow, you, welcome aboard, Jarrett says. That is the my Sparknotes version of this interview. Do you have any idea who that is? Who was DOA? Yeah. He said, I would tell you this. Uh, we've been straight shooters this whole time. Mike Tenet took the phone call. They're saying it's Mike Tenet. They think the DOA is Mike Tenet. I think that'd be great. Um, and I'll tell you during this entrance, the Michael Shane interview that he did with uh, Alan Wojcik. Is I saying that right? Wojcik. Bob, help me. A, fo- a follower of the uh, podcast. I don't know how to say the last name right. I'm sorry. That's fine. I, I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which I do appreciate his follow. He he was in the asylum many times, he tells us. Here comes Hector Garza, by the way. Um, basically, he didn't say anything about TNA at all, but I had a quote here that just says, he was asked about growing up and that he'd been a fan as long as he could remember. He said he went to a house show when he was 12 and told Shawn Michaels, his legit cousin, that he wanted to be a wrestler someday. And Sean said, quote, you're not going to be one. You're going to stay away from this lifestyle and go to school. Uh, <laughs> and then Shane obviously disagreed. Uh, he said, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and then he said the Michael Shane character was much like himself. Quote, I can be a cocky prick when I need to, and I can be a nice guy. I'm a heel at heart, and I can rib the boys with no remorse. 90% of your character needs to be based off your real life. And then it adds that, well, he came off as a cocky prick during the interview, so it makes sense. Yeah. That's great. No, you're not. Uh, and you're going to stay away from it. So have fun. That's amazing. Uh, I really didn't right. think we were seeing them on the show. That was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so we haven't seen, like, uh, I think we mentioned this before. We haven't seen Sanjay Dutt in quite a bit, wrestling-wise, uh, since December 3rd. As Hector Garza starts off with a dropkick. So there's a bunch of indie notes here for Sanjay. Am I going to go through every single one? No. Uh, I'm not a lunatic. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I already mentioned one, too, with like Chris Sabin. So um, Sanjay Dett, though, to start off 2004, at least. Well, actually, you know what? He, he lost to Trent Acid at Final Battle 2003 on December 27th for Ring of Honor. And then uh, he was part of MLW's final two shows on the first run where he retained the junior heavyweight title against Jack Evans. He then also defeated Jack Evans, Puma, and uh, Chasen Rance. Not a fan of Chasen Rance, but we'll uh, carry on from there. Um, he lost a ladder match against uh, Derek Frazier for the EWA Cruiserweight title, which was in Maryland. Uh, and then couple other ones here. He lost to Jay Lethal in a Tradition Cup title match for SSCW in New Jersey. That was on January 31st. And then on February 7th, he retained the Combat Zone Junior Heavyweight title against 
Grim Reefer. And then for Hector Garza, there's only one thing, and I can't really pronounce any of these names, but uh, he teamed up with a guy. Oh, it's directed a somersault dive. Honda Garza. Garza teamed up with uh, Mo- Monster. They added a, a TH to that. Wow. Uh, losing to Latin Lover and uh, L. Albrije. That's fucking wrong. But you know what? I didn't take Spanish in high school. There we go. What'd you take? Uh, nothing. Oh. How'd you get away with that? Because uh, I had a learning disability. Dallas. Oh, okay. Well, we're okay. Didn't mean to air you your dirty laundry. <laughs> you want to peel back the onion here, you motherfucker? <laughs> I guess I didn't need to. <laughs> um, I was with a dropkick in midair on fucking Sanjay Dutt. So these two have been working together pretty good. And by pretty good, I mean Dutt is so small and Garza's got quite a bit of uh, weight on him. That, and by weight, I mean on Dutt, like he's heavier than Dutt is. That Dutt's yeah. flying all over the place. Tilt to war, hud scissors, he's done dives, some nice drop kicks. Pretty good action so far. Yeah, this, uh, the size difference is going to make this probably more enjoyable. Uh, Mike Posey's your, your referee here. You guys don't got to DM me anymore. I haven't been telling Bob about those because. I really doubt that people have been uh, DMing you about that. No, nah, dude. Everyone's like, you, you guys aren't talking about who the ref is. Even though we, we, I think we actually do, but. I, more times than not, like, we're always like, Andrew Thomas is a moron. Why is he standing in front of the fucking <laughs> guy? I'm just glad we know all their names, because do you think that I could name all the referees in Impact Wrestling now? <gasps> uh, no. No. I well, and same thing with, like, WWE, but I don't think make a conscious, well, I was near father by Sanjay. Um, they make it like a conscious effort to not mention their names. Yeah, WWE, you don't get to know their names. Yeah. You kind, you kind of have to be, like, insider and be like, oh, that's... Uh, Whoever, I, I literally don't know any of them. I don't. I couldn't even give you an example. Like, I, oh, nice swinging slam there by Garza. Uh, AEW, like you know the guys and girls for the matter. Right. I do know. I'm pretty sure that Rudy Charles go. His name is Dan now. Yeah. But I don't know the last name. That's all I know. Yeah, I don't know either. Sunday with a knee strike, snap suplex. Oh. Going to the apron. We see some springboard action here. Oh, wow. Somersault Hurricane attempt, but Garza. Oh, okay. You missed the, <laughs> I missed the rope on that. He had a, like a slingshot power bomb, but Sanjay's, Sanjay's head like ricocheted off the top rope weird. Holy oh. shit. Fuck, Garza. Okay, Garza won. The twist, a twisting corkscrew, like moonsault. Bob, holy shit. I thought he he definitely broke Sanjay Dutt's ribs right there. He did something. And, like, I think it's also important to note here that Garza did that without literally breaking his leg. Dude, that was... Oh, he really landed yeah. right on him. I mean, it looked very impressive for a guy his size. At, or at least a guy his size compared to Dutt at this rate. I thought that looked really good. Okay, so I'd like to uh, point out that AAA is up by two points currently. Hmm. Over. We're getting interviewed by Team Captain backstage. Pressure's on, man. I'm not going to go out there and wrestle their style. Slow down and wrestle our style, even though isn't the exhibition based off of the... I don't know. What do I know? 
Bob, speaking of slowing down, people who have slowed down their style, you remember remember this big pay-per-view that we got planned, right? Mm-hmm. On uh, April 4th? Right. Well, uh, it's rumored, at least, I don't know if it's rumored or if they're just using the Bound for Glory name for fun, but uh, Lex Luger's telling, telling people that he's coming in for that show, and it's listed as the Bound for Glory pay-per-view. Um, and I believe this is Alvarez, as Mr. Aguila is on his way out here right now in the glow-in-the-dark light. Um, he says he wouldn't be surprised to see that happen because I'm sure someone in the company feels they need big names to justify a $30 price tag. And while nobody else in the world considers him a big name, TNA obviously does, and they've already brought him in once. Sting has pushed hard to have the, them bring him in again. So will we see Sting on this big four-hour show? I don't know. Or, sorry, uh, three-hour show. I mean, I think Luger still is a big name. He's just not a draw. There's a difference. And well, I think it, part of that goes to the um, the whole Elizabeth situation. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of the that how why that's coming, which I understand. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Jerry Lynn Indy notes. That's right, folks. Bob's keeping up on it this week. Wow. Really, I'm Bob, but because well, Bob knows he only got one more match to talk about the Indy notes for, that's why he's keeping up on it. You're absolutely you're absolutely right. Uh, back on February 6th, the Jerry Lynn teamed up with Just Incredible to defeat Loki and Spanky for the World One debut tour. Uh, the next day on February 7th, as uh, Lynn takes Aguila down to the mat, he Jerry Lynn lost the uh, lost to Masato Tanaka for the vacant World One heavyweight title, and then on February 8th. Jerry Lynn and Steve Carino defeated John Walters and Spanky in the uh, final night of the World One debut tour. All of that was in, well, the first two nights were in Pennsylvania, and this third night was in uh, Massachusetts, as if that really matters. Uh, and then for Mr. Aguila, again, fuck if I know how to do this shit. Uh, the Mexican national tag team title, number one contender four-way, uh, he was involved with that teaming with Hector Garza in a losing effort to a loss of Vipers, which was Abismo Negro in Super something. Uh, Heavy Metal and Latin Lover were teaming up, and then the last team is La Parca and Octagon. Wow, look at that. So that's all huh. that they were up to. Not bad. Hey, a little bit slower start here than the other matches. Jerry Lynn did say we're slowing it down, a little more technical. Here's the springboard dropkick. Aguila falls to the floor. Hey, on that note, I just mentioned about Luger. I probably should have tied this one in with that, but we talked about the idea that Randy Savage is going to be at that show. As Jerry Lynn goes off the apron with a Hurricane Runner on, uh, Hurricane Rana on Mr. Aguila. Um, well, Randy Savage's people, since his name did get out, noted that he had not agreed to any deal at this point. And as noted here, uh, this was just a main event that they proposed and started talking about. Savage, who is 51 at this time, who hasn't wrestled in several years, pulled out of his last high-profile appearance just days before it was to happen. And that was actually the WWA pay-per-view in Las Vegas two years ago. Like Hogan, unless there's a contract signed, something can go wrong. It also should be noted that the show was built around Savage, that WWE show, and it did no business on pay-per-view. So Savage, mm-hmm. by himself, is no savior. Uh, there was uh, still talk this week, though, of using Scott Hall and Nash on that April 4th show as well. 
but also not believed to be a done deal. So Savage himself or his people are killing the rumor, squashing it. I feel like they're, uh, anytime they try to plan these fucking three-hour pay-per-views, it just seems like a mess. A mess, shit leaks, it gets canceled, they, nothing works, yeah. Yeah. Is Aguila gonna fly? Oh, wow, yeah, he did, right over the fucking post, dude, that was huge. That's always impressive when someone can dive over the post like that. I would, I would mess it up and probably impale myself. We gotta see it again. I noticed this last week, Bob, but. Aguilar's pants all have holes in them, and, like, he's wearing something very small underneath. <laughs> I think he's wearing a thong have... on. Oh, yeah, wait. Up... Isn't that weird? Oh, my God. I noticed it last week, but, like, I was like, wait, what? Or not last week, sorry. Well, the last time they wrestled, so a couple weeks ago. But it really threw me off. I was like, wait a second, those are holes. I thought it was, like, a design. How have I never noticed that? I don't know. You just slammed Jerry Lynn down here. Oh, my God. That is so funny to me. Because, yeah, you're right. It's basically see-through because of all the holes. Yeah, maybe it's a Mexican. It's a Mexican thing. It could be. Why do I find that so funny? That's so funny. That's weird. Let's see. Are there, yeah, are we gonna have a three to nothing lead? I don't know. Team Triple I A think, is I think ass. Jerry's gonna win this. I feel like he's got to being the he captain. Can't have the captain lose. Oh, going for a cover, roll up, sunset flip. Nope. Remember, the Jerry Lynn wanted to work with him very bad because they wrestled a lot in the WWF. We discussed that a week or right. two ago. Which I initially said there's no way, and then I forgot that Jerry Lynn was there for uh, even before. Oh. That. Super impressive. A, lot, a couple of different springboards there. He goes off with an arm drag, and then picks him up and slams him Why down. Why did it look but like he's about to barf? Maybe he is. Did he get dizzy on the corkscrew thing there? I would have. I did just watching it. He's got a headlock in. Bob, do you think that AAA is doing so good because uh, it was said here <laughs> that that, well, you can't uh, even say it with a straight face, so it's probably not true. No, I just like my transition. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but I'm going to mess his name up like Bob has been doing, but Arturo Rivera, the AAA announcer, was scheduled to come in and do Spanish commentary for this show. So they got even a special guest commentator from AAA. I think that might have the advantage for the team. Was he? I'm assuming he was supposed to do commentary for the Spanish uh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Spanish okay. comedy, yeah. If I was to, a betting man, he's probably doing it with Armando Quintero because Conan usually does it. Right. So he's probably filling in for Conan. And, of course, uh, as we found out earlier in our notes, Antonio Pena did some stuff, but I don't think he's on commentary full-time. He probably did a couple guest appearances. Right. See, now that you, you, know, you realize he's wearing a bright red thong underneath his... It's unbelievable. It this is worse than Scott Steiner's thong at Royal Rumble 2003. At least it matches his hair. Tornado point. DDT. Oh, yeah, DDT. Oh. Nope, good, good near fall. 
That is so, I cannot believe this. That I never noticed the pants. I wasn't even looking for that. Well, I wasn't either, but then I realized. And it's like, wait a second. I don't know that if you hadn't said that, if I would have even noticed it. I feel like I only noticed because when it bunches up, you can see that they're holes. Because when they're not, right. like right now, you can't tell. When he's standing upright, you're good. But as soon as he bends down, it's like, wait a minute. Going to that springboard moon. So he lands on his feet, though. Lynn gets up, picks him up in the fireman's carry. Yeah. Going for the TKO. He counters. Ducks the line by Aguila. Cradle. Mm. Oh! oh. Kinda. Well, he didn't hook the arms. It's pretty much just a jumping pile driver at that point. Yeah, but Aguila kind of took that weird, though, too. Like, yeah, he, he didn't... sure did. But that gives Jerry Lynn the win right in the middle of the ring. Take so it. At least the uh, the team captain can do it. That's right. Captain wins, baby. As he should. I'm just glad Jerry Lynn's back, Bob. I am too. I just hope they don't, like, not know what to do with him. Because I feel like that's what happened, and that's when we were getting lower quality matches, and then he left. But right there, that was a pretty good match, so not complaining. And by the way, yeah, I, don't blame, that, I don't blame Jerry for that, because he was getting no. shit stuff. No, and I'm sure we're going to get like a cash Lynn match at some point. Oh, Father Jim Mitchell in The Gathering here, talking to Jared in the back. Is this what we're going to get? Is just a lot of videos of Jarrett meeting all the people who signed with him? I'm, I'm almost certain of it. We got rid of Raven. We got him out of your hair, too. Terry Funk. Oh, they're saying Sandman and Terry Funk are still around. Mitchell's whispering. Don't worry. We, we got it. We're going to take care of it. Are you guys sure about Raven? De Niro says, Raven's history, but not the top part of my sideburns. <laughs> because of us, they can't have another title shot. Yeah, is it as long as Jared's champion, you can't have a title match, or is it like ever? They just made it sound like ever, but it's got to be if Jared's champion, I would have to assume. They're saying Tanae knows. See, I knew it was Tanae, Tom T. Get the ring crew and the refs. I need more loyalty to be signed. I knew it was Tanae. No problem. Ernest and Callis are just like, yeah, we, we knew it too. <laughs> we did. Sorry, I'm distracted. April. Oh, okay. Bismo Negro. What is he wearing? He looks like a Pokemon. Yeah, he does. He's got that look of like, I feel like. Like he'd be really good on Lucha Underground. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God, they just said something about Johnny Fairplay next. What? I don't want to hear from Johnny. He looks skipper. 
Hey, speaking of Elix Skipper, you know how he's been trying to like get Triple X back together? Yeah. Yeah, well, Christopher Daniels was just added to the March New Japan tour after he and the American Dragon were put together as a tag team on the tour, and they did well, which is going to slow down their reuniting of Triple X. <laughs> what what uh, Japan company? All Japan? New Japan. New Japan. Uh, there's no indie notes for Elix Skipper, so no surprise. At least not on Cage Match. He might have been doing some something else, but not... Not on a good old cage match. Let's see what uh, if uh, Abysmo uh, Negro has been doing anything here. Like the one week here. Uh, yeah, he teamed up with uh, Chess Man. Oh. To L. Talk. L. Into Cable. And Octagon. On January 29th. And Octagon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then. Uh, as I mentioned before, he was in that number one contenders four way, which he won with uh, his partner, Lot in the Lost Vipers. And that's your indie notes for the evening. So that's it. Your... Bob's done. Bob is I'm done. I'm done. I got nothing else to do for the next hour and like twelve minutes. So tough. I know. I realize I'm kind of flying through stuff, but I still saved the bangers. I don't. I didn't give you the bangers yet. Good man. Because I have a feeling these next couple tag matches might have a little bit more downtime than these singles matches are having. Uh, yeah. And they said that we're going to hear from Johnny Fairplay coming up? Yeah, I think so. Which technically one of my notes does kind of apply to him. But I might still save it. We'll see. Let's see what he has to say and we'll see if I can play off of it. Okay. I'll say, speak, speaking of surviving this, I'm kidding. Uh, Don was saying, yeah, they yell. He yells, what time is it? And they yell, prime time. So Don West really likes Elix Skipper's uh, catchphrase. Prime time here, prime time there. I like prime time. You shouldn't be disrespecting prime time. No. I just I feel like I see this post every like couple months, if if not weeks, where they show the the clip of him walking the cage and someone goes, "Man, Elix Skipper should have been a bigger star." Dude, I just saw that. I'm telling you, I today. see it like all yeah. I think I saw my today as well, and I literally see that all the time. And like, yeah, no shit. But he's done more than just walk a fucking cage. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and like, he's done good work besides just walk a fucking cage. Yeah. D- don't get me wrong. That moment is fucking awesome. But he's done more than that. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I mean, this, I would say, well, what, in 2003? I mean, it's like 2002 stuff was a bit, maybe like, a nice springboard moonsault there. Though, Beautiful. Man, geez. Double spring. You jumped from the second to the top, and then it yeah. was huge. Uh, got super air on it. I'm going to say, like, Elix Skipper starting with 03. I know I've said it before, is one of the most like improved workers. I mean, you if you were to watch him in WCW when he was fucking green as shit and probably shouldn't have been on television. Summer saw clothes on that didn't look that good, but that's alright. I think there was a pause. Yeah. There, some like Skipper stopped because like Abismo Negro uh, wasn't as close to him as he should have been. Yeah. I don't know. Roll up by here by Negro. Um, yeah, but like watching Skipper 
in WCW. I mean, you, I think you could see the potential as a cruiserweight, but he just was not ready on every level. But three years later, here in TNA, it's like he found he found a groove. Right. So he's like been consistently, I would say, entertaining. Which I don't think I would realize. Like in WCW, I was always like, this guy's like oh. whatever. Speaking Does of walking the ropes? cage ropes. Nice. No one does it better than Primetime. I could never do that. There's no way. Yeah, right. I wouldn't even be able to probably stay on the top turnbuckle, let alone walk the ropes. They got a two count there. It's so nice. You hit that pretty well. Standing Hurricane Rana by Negro. Or two count. Didn't they say Abysmo Negro meant like the black hole or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Which is odd because he's wearing bright red. Well, you know, you got you can't reveal your hand. <laughs> you don't want to give trick. too much away. Yeah, you got to trick him. And he does. I mean, he does have he does have black on him. His boots, the side. Well, yeah, there's some black. Nope, oh, skipper rolls through. Basement Seated. drop kick. Seated a drop kick. Basement drop kick. However you want to word it. Wow, that's the first time Bob like agreed with what I said. Yeah, well, there's two ways of saying it. There's only one way you say uh, scissors kick, though. But no, get out of here, this guy. Oh, oh my God, the Shane Douglas belly to belly suplex by Negro. Oh, he only gets a two kick. If you're following along, we're at 45 minutes and nine seconds. We've been doing time check in a while, but this first round, this is our last match in it. That looked like it hurt. That was like a headlock suplex. Gets a two count. Oh, he's waiting for like a super kick or something. Oh. 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 Missed like a standing spin kick. Elbowing free. Gets sent chestress in the corner. German suplex. Well, but Negro's hanging on to it. <clears throat> what is he, Chris Benoit? Maybe it's Chris Benoit under the mask. Could be. Oh, but he kicked out again. So. Both their shoulders were down on that. Come on, Andrew Thomas. You got to start paying attention. They're trying here, but he just he just couldn't do it. Oh, tilt Octopus stretch. <laughs> we did it kind of slow. Octopus. This is the octopus submission lock. <laughs> the standing octopus submission lock. Hold that hold. Uh, Mike Tenay likes to uh, make up. Oh, drop to a hold. Negro rolls him up. One, two. Oh, shh. Wow, okay. Kind of a cheap finish there, but whatever. Not cheap. I mean, it's a clean win, but kind of an underwhelming finish there. That's right. A three to one lead. Negro, uh, pretty, pretty big win there against Skipper. Jerry Lynn, the only one holding Team Team USA down. Armando Quintero yeah. interviewing Hoovy backstage here. Do you think there's going to be uh, like an interview segment where Jerry Lynn's like, "I'm the only one that won. Let's go." Yeah. Okay, Hoovy's saying they're the best team. 
And then he started speaking Spanish, so I didn't hear anything after that. Oh, he said, we are the best. We already proved it. We're head three to one. You forgot what he said. Yep. We're taking America's Cup back to Mexico. Now, who is speaking Spanish? Probably just to be a heel, because he does know English, obviously. No Loki, no AJ Styles, no Jeff Jarrett, something like that. He's yelling. He's getting angry. I wouldn't mind seeing a Hooven to an AJ Styles match. Hoovy wants the WCW Cruiserweight title. He wants to fight Rey Mysterio for it. He wants a rematch with Chris Jericho. That way he can wear his mask again. <laughs> he lost that Super Brawl 8. Piece of shit. Well, he'll get that rematch, Bob, in about 18 years. <laughs> Right, but he's already. But he wore, didn't. He, he wore the mask in that match, right? I think he did. He might have just. Or no, he did wear the whole match. I think. Yeah. Okay. Here's our. We we're getting the recap here of the with the winners and the points that we just discussed. Um, and, and basically, Hoovy said if those three men, AJ, uh, Loki, or Jeff Jarrett, were on the team, that Team AAA would still win. That's basically what he ended up saying there. Let's go to round number two. Oh, thank God. So we're not going to hear from Johnny Fairplay, it seems. That's fine. I'm not going to complain about that. Okay, so now, Bob, this, this match is beginning our taping on last week's show. So this was taped before last week's show. And you know what? At least uh, Negro's wearing the same outfit, I guess. Right. Abismo Negro and Hoovy here. It was Hoovy's wearing different pants, right? Uh, they might be the same. Wasn't he wearing black pants? Hey, he might have been. Jerry was wearing red, so we'll see, right? I thought he would... No, he had those purple on. I was about oh, to say did? purple. Okay. So Dutt and Jerry Lynn. Yes, Tanae's sounding disappointed. This is not how I anticipated the first round going. So you know what's weird? Didn't we we just saw Abismo Negro Russell against yeah. Elix Skipper, and now he's coming out again. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like maybe they should have done Hoovy and Garza, right? Because right. Garza was in the second match, and Garza Russell dot. Maybe they didn't want to. Maybe they're or doing they it because it's to different. Avoid that? I think they're trying to avoid that. I think that's what it is. Because none of these guys fought each other yet. So I think that's right. what it comes down to, actually. Which I understand. So I don't hate it as much. It's just a little weird because you think that he'd be, like, a little winded or something. Yeah. But, I mean, he did beat Elix Skipper kind of quick. So. Yeah, Maybe I guess. All right. I'll accept it. Lynn and Negro starting us out. Oh, can't do the lockup, dude. It's too hard. These guys are exhausted. This is the second taping. Me too. So does that mean that this match, the next three matches are probably from the same taping, right? Yes, everything else is. So this match was, let me pull it up again. It might have been the first one on the. On the fourth? From the fourth. 
win with an arm drag takedown. Okay, so they taped all the explosion stuff, and then this match happened. And then the next tag match. So those are in order, and then after the show is when the elimination match took place. Oh, okay. Ooh, monkey flip by Lynn. Arm drag. Arm drag. Arm drag. Kip up. <laughs> Kip up. Arm drag. Well, listen, Bob, as we get going here, this isn't really one of my bangers, but let me uh, let me give you a little something here. Okay. Uh, Zach Gowan was just released from WWE this past week. So that happened. That was a quick experiment. Right. Um, it's it's kind of said that there's a chance he could come back. Apparently, TNA has offered him a contract, and he or no, sorry, that he they did. Sorry, that's about books. Remember, they did offer him the contract before he didn't sign. Stop. He didn't sign that. Then he left. So now he got fired or he got released. I should say uh, from WWE. There's rumors he's going to potentially come back. It wouldn't be a surprise because, of course, as TNA has been doing, people just keep coming in and out. So. Uh, how would you feel seeing Tenacious Z back in the asylum? Um, that's a good question. I, I'm not. I don't know. I if I'm TNA, I don't think I'm bringing him back. I don't think I would either. Especially since, like, you know, he's he fucked him over. So, right. I mean, essentially. Uh, yeah. So I don't. I don't think I would necessarily bring him. Bring him back. At least not immediately. Right. Considering his, um, I guess you could say handicap, um, I think he's pretty good. But you can't just be like, oh, it's fine, dude. You got fired. That's fine. Let's, we'll take it. Right. And they I go, I mean, I, I didn't want to go into details about his firing. I honestly, I didn't really read a lot of it. Because it was, a, it it was does, an attitude thing. It, well, yeah, it seems like that's what it was. Um, and apparently there's. One comment here, because I got two different sections about it. Um, yeah, because he's already booked for like indie dates and stuff like that. That's where they're saying that they wouldn't be surprised if he showed back up in TNA. Nice um, for a Karaniger by Dutt. Yeah, well, look at that. Tilt Whirl, he landed on his feet. Comes back, Tilt Whirl, head scissor on ne- Negro. Comes back, pop up. Oh, oh. Wow, look at that. Dutt's just countering everything. Well, not a kick to the midsection, I guess. No, he got that one. Everything else he can counter. Um, but it was said that he, Gowan was telling wrestlers that if WWE released him, that he was going to file a discrimination lawsuit. But since nothing came out in the past few days, um, chances of that are fairly slim, apparently, that that's going to happen. That's, that's interesting. A discrimination <clears throat> lawsuit when they hired him. I feel like if they didn't hire hire him then like that would maybe maybe be like a different story but they literally right. hired him and he had a like a really bad attitude so it's kind of weird to think that we saw him like before he went and now we have lived our podcast has lasted longer than zach gowan's wwe career wow wow almost like double it really if you look at starting well that's two. a good that's a good point probably more than double it so there's that. So basically what we're saying is we're here to say Zach Gowan isn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of amazing that we haven't. Uh, that like, Gowan hasn't really gotten like another TV shot. 
yeah that i remember no that's a good point because like we saw him in 2cw and i thought him and, and gregory iron did pretty well i thought so yeah i liked him especially i remember Gaunt. i thought Gaunt really stood out yeah i remember when because during that show he was a surprise right. at least the first time and i think uh Joe met like commented on Gregory Irons post like oh are you bringing Gowan and he said yes and I was like well, guess who's got a magazine with him on the cover of it so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I magazine and he's like oh how, how, like what what are the chances of this I was like well you know I I know stuff <laughs> I knew you're coming movie gets tagged in they're controlling Dutt in the corner Movie with a splash in the corner. That slides reverse, goes under the legs of the Hoovy, comes back with it. Insiguri. I kind of missed it. Yeah, that's okay. Jerry Lynn, the team captain, he's in running clotheslines. Dropping Abysmo Negra. Kicks out at two. Come on, Andrew Thomas. Count faster, damn it. Hey, you know what? At least we're under the hour mark. We are officially we have less than an hour of the show off, which is kind of crazy. Wheelbarrow, okay. That's supposed to be a bulldog potentially to Hoovy, but kind of It looked sloppy. like it was going to be a, a, a wheelbarrow arm drag, but then he might have realized he was close to the rope, so he doesn't want to. Oh, yeah, that could have been it. Who'd be going for a cross arm bar? But Jerry Lynn's like, nope, not today. Not today. Let's see, double team move here. Hoobie slams Jerry Lynn down. Oh, frog splash. Yeah, that looked like a one count, probably because his knee was on Jerry Lynn's neck. I would have kicked out at one, too. This match is a little boring. But you know what? It's because I've already seen these guys wrestle. Well, Bob, we still have one of the top five matches in company history coming up here. I know. I'm going to see him wrestle a third time. So even then, it's going to be great. Maybe, you know what? I probably need to. I know it already. I'm probably going to have to watch that match separate from the tournament to probably really get appreciation for it. Right. At least as on the live watch. Let me see what I how I did for the uh, flying cross body by Sanjay Dutt on Juventud Carrera. This is two eleven. Hoovy not about to do a job to Sanjay Dutt. That's right. Two points to the winning team, it says. Yeah, because what it's the uh, the main the main event, I guess, is the, the points, points per elimination. Per elimination, yeah. Dutt is on the apron, hammering away on Hoovy. Sling, oh, wow, nice slingshot, Hurricane Rana, but that, that was really nice. Break the cover. Oh, 
Lynn gets tossed. Dumps. Yeah. Oh. No, he messed it up. Uh, Jerry Lynn, that was kind of weird. He couldn't, he couldn't twist his hips all the way around to do it with the uh, right leg. He had to do it awkwardly with his left leg. Oh, is Hoovy about to dive? Oh, that kind of sweeped his leg. Yeah, but he still hit a Hurricane Rana or head scissors on Lynn. That was pretty impressive still. Here comes Dutt. Holy shit. He pretty much completely over. He missed Negro, really. He swiped his back, so he was still able to sell it. That's about it. Yeah, Negro moved too. He was too close to the apron for that to really be devastating. Hoobie is, uh, he sits Sanjay on the top turnbuckle, delivering a few right hands. Jerry Lynn, sunset flip, powerbomb. Uh-oh, Sanjay is going to be on the top rope. Is he going to hit? An elbow. Well, I wasn't expecting an elbow, though. Hoobie kicks out. I was expecting, like, the Hindu press or something, but he just right, so was did that. a simple elbow drop. Was... There's a sign in the crowd that I'm going to start bringing when I go to shows with Bob. It says, he farted. In the crowd here, right? Yeah, it's right behind the corner they're in right now. Like, right where that guy, the, the beanie is. Oh. Poison Ron off the top to Sanjay Dutt. Jerry Lynn breaks up the pin, though. Jeez. I couldn't, I couldn't take half these moves. Right, you die. I'd be like the most difficult wrestler. They'd be like, hey, do you want to do like a snap suplex? And I'd be like, nah, I'm good. Oh, oh, Lynn's got a roll up. Wait. Ah. Uh, Double roll up. Andrew Thomas had to literally wait. He could have yeah. counted Lynn, uh, his pin on Negro for like 15 seconds before he. But he was like, start. uh, uh, uh. What do I? What am I doing? I'm glitching like like you know video game referee. Uh, what do I do? Uh oh. Duck gets whipped in. Lynn pops up. Pops some dud up. Karakarana. Nobody oh. rolls through. Oh, fuck. Dude, Triple A's killing it. Well, it's five to one. It's wow. Yeah, Team Triple A is whoop it, literally whooping ass. Yeah, making them look like absolute morons. Scott Hudson backstage with Elix Skipper and Chris Saban. Okay, your backs are against the wall. Five to one. Why is Skipper like, yeah? He's getting hyped to. Yeah, dude, we're losing. All right. Okay, please note the attire. Assuming this is from the same show or from the match we're about to see, they uh, are wearing the same attire they did at the last one, so. Chris Sabin can handle the pressure. Elix Skipper can handle the pressure. Man, what I would do to go get one of those two for 20s for the Elix Skipper. You're, you're a word. What if he like invented that? What if he was a like, two for 20 guys? Dude, he's an innovator. I would not be surprised. Yeah, I mean, come on. That alone has probably kept Applebee's in business. 
It's the only thing I get when I go. That's what I do, yeah. It's not over until it's over. Oh, what would happen if he had his boys in his corner? Skeleton's like, you can't worry about that right now. You could fight that battle when the tournament's over. It doesn't matter. Oh, he's got new boys. Chris I Saban. love how he's so focused on getting Daniels and Loki back. So focused that he wishes they were in his corner at the America's X Cup. Yeah. This would be a lot easier if I had two of my buddies to interfere. But, like, they're not here to do it. Hector Garza, with the, taking his weird gauntlets off. Yeah, what is that? Mr. Aguila. Is uh, Aguila still wearing the see-through? Yeah, it looks like he is. Hold on. Yeah, he definitely is. Yeah, yeah those are butt cheeks, Bob. Yeah. Today just said, you know, they consider AAA's... I, just, I lost the name of the show he just said. When Worlds Collide from 96 is one of the best shows ever. Thank you, today. We're in 2004. Yeah, from eight years ago. That's when they peaked. They peaked eight years ago, and ever since then, it's been downhill. <laughs> I so wonder if Skipper's that... pissed that they had to come out to Saban's music. I would have been. So I'd like to point out real quick, they was just a sign that they zoomed in on that they did not cut out that says, Happy B-Day, Chris Saban, or Happy B-Day, Saban. Well, that's because his birthday was February 4th. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, but who's going to know that? Other than me, you. Me, I just looked it up. Yeah. Maybe they just, you know what? You could just say they weren't there the week of, so they're just like, Happy B-Day. I'm a week late. Agula and Skipper starting off. Skipper's like playing to the crowd. Say my name. Prime time, Prime time baby. baby. Now he's doing like a Sting impersonation. I don't know what that was about. Bob, you got any indie news for us? Just kidding. Sure don't. Because it's been the same guys the whole night. Aguila with arm control here to start off. Skipper rolling through. Bob, what do you think about uh, seeing Hector Garza is a regular here in TNA? Um, as, like a, as like a heel. I I think he's good. I think I'd be fine with that. Oh, okay. Why should I not be? No, I was just I'm just wondering. And would I have him in the X division? Probably not. No. I was just testing you because i was reading your review over on wrestlingrecaps.com oh why did i say i would like to see him as a regular yeah yeah i wanted to see if you're still feeling that still feeling the same way (laughs) (laughs) mr aguila is wearing a shirt tonight for some reason okay bob you ready listen you know what dude i bet you he's wearing a shirt because they're like dude we can see your butt cheeks can you cover it you can still see him. Yeah, but it's not as bad. He's got, he's got no, shirt. it's not as obvious. Okay, Bob, would you like to hear about someone coming in? Uh, yes, dude. I've been waiting. Let's go. Okay. Okay. I was, there's another. I was going to make you it's pick. It's Tatanka. No. Damn it. Hold on one moment. Well, Bob, there's someone. I, I want you to guess. There is someone we have talked about in the past. Who has been backstage at shows? 
Who do you think that could possibly be? Buff bag. Well, is it a return or a debut? Oh, no. It's brand new. Never seen on, in the TNA Asylum. WCW wrestler? No. ECW wrestler? No. Ring of Honor? No. What the? WWE? Yeah. We've talked about him. He's been backstage. Oh. Wait, did you say hey, he? Oh, it's a girl. Oh, China. That's right, baby. China is making her debut next week, apparently. Oh, on the February 18th show. Looks to be doing a program with the woman hater Johnny Fairplay. Mm. And that's because the original plan was for Piper to confront Fairplay on that show to lead to a match on April 4th. But oh, Piper God. evidently wasn't up for doing a program with him as they figured he wouldn't he would be. Yeah. So yeah, dude. It's it seemed it literally says here she debuts on February eighteenth. Oh, double Saban, dives by Saban. Skipper, Skipper. Yeah, nice double dives. They're saving hit a couple of nice uh, standing hurricane runners. But you know what? At this point, we've seen that about seventeen times. So that's quite all right. Uh, China debuting next week. Hmm. You know what? It would probably be a good idea to actually promote that type of stuff. You think if it's signed. Well, so that's the thing. It yes, it's saying here, and even in Alvarez writes, guess who's debuting in TNA next week? That's right. Everyone's favorite China doll. China doll. That was probably gonna be her name, right? China doll. Uh that or her her real name. Or Joni. Yeah. Joni. Joni lawyer. How do you that, say that? Uh yeah. I'd be China doll. That's amazing. So pretty, pretty big news, Bob. I feel oh, dropkick there by Siri. I feel like China should come in and have a title match with Jarrett. I don't know why you wouldn't do that to recreate that 1999 feud because that's what TNA likes to do. They like to revisit things when it was more popular five or six years ago (laughs) and just redo it. So you're not serious. No, I am serious. I think that if you were to use her initially, have her have a one-off or Jarrett, and then I guess you could transition to Johnny Fairplay. I don't know. I kind of want to see her. her That's such a weird sentence for me to say. Start off with Jarrett and then transition to Johnny Fairplay. (laughs) Come on, dude. John Dalton. Double dropkick onto Skipper by Garza and Aguila. 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 Municipal. Municipal, municipal, the Nashville Municipal Auditorium. Yeah, see, I'm practicing. Um, in other news, uh, I'm not going to give you my other big one yet. You're going to have to wait a little bit longer. I think that's probably the biggest piece of news I got tonight. But damn, it's a good one. For the China one? Yeah, dude. I think that's yeah, pretty that's, awesome. that's pretty. That's pretty big. Um, Tornado DDT by Saban on Aguila. Very impressive. Um, from not, from not impressive enough. He kicked out a tail. That's right. Uh, from a financial standpoint, if the company can maintain the current level of buys for the tape shows, which we're watching right now, by the way, the savings by doing one tape show a month based on numbers we've been given would cut the losses back very significantly. So this might be really good for them. So the way that everything is structured is that they can maintain the current level of buys and save a lot of uh, a lot of the roughly $100,000 per week in fixed costs, most of which are expensive of doing the live shoot. They'll be close to breaking even. Uh, Dave says that I think at break even, 
the company wouldn't be uh, in much danger of going under immediately, imminently, which is a constant worry of many of those working here who recognize they've lost tens of thousands per week ever since the start that the pay-per-view numbers aren't growing. Oh, and that the pay-per-view numbers aren't growing. Uh, the negative is that the general feeling is that the shows have been declining in quality and interest of late. And based on our response, buy rates look to be down in the past month or two. There's also the question of if a tape pay-per-view will do a lot worse than the live shows. Well, we'll skip over the springboard uh, spinning heel kick on Garza. Um, I don't know if I agree with, like, the shows have been bad. I don't agree with that either, really. Yeah, I don't know. Is there some stuff that's like, why are we doing this? Then, yeah, of course. Well, yeah, but you can say that for anything. Back Back Suplex. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think that um, I would would try to, on pay-per-view especially, avoid doing tape shows. But if you're going to save a hundred grand or whatever, then I, I mean, I guess, I guess you, right. you have to do it. But. <clears throat> and that's one of the main, main reasons why, like I've kind of fell out with, with TNA because they went to tape shows. Yeah, I get that. I still enjoyed it, but you know, it also didn't help that they were starting off at least like when they, get a bigger tv deal like they're at like 11 o'clock at night but oh yeah <clears throat> missile dropkick by garzon skipper then they uh, start going to channels that no one has and it gets tough i liked it on pop because i had pop pop was probably one of the best channels they were on i don't know if that, i have pop anymore i don't think we do do we on YouTube i don't know i don't know if we do anymore we did for a little while though yeah we did have pop because guess what i don't have access tv right I don't have that either. And now they don't stream on Twitch anymore. They don't? No. They just do the insider thing? Yeah, the insider thing, or you find other means of watching. Here's my... they. I'm telling you, they should go on Access TV and stream live on YouTube. Something, at the same dude. At the same time. And not behind a paywall, like NWA did. NWA killed their momentum by fucking going to fight. They did, dude. I was watching NWA every week until they did that. Yep. And now they're like, we're back, but it's free. Because only 12 people were watching on fight. So we and guess, guess what I haven't watched? It being back. Right. I have. Just because I'm a sucker for, like, guys that I used to watch on Sunday Night Heat. Being in the NWA. So. Springboard drop you by Saban. That's right. He's killing it. Oh, Bob, we're at an hour 14 minutes and 22 seconds. We're uh, flying by here. We only have one more match after this one. And we have uh, 38 minutes and 15 seconds left. The only bummer is that we have to see the same guys again in the next match. Over and over and over again. You know what I think I would have done? Is that the cradle shot? Oh, yeah, it was, but Aguilar broke it up to save Garza. Oh, Oh, shit. A reverse powerbomb. That is something you see a lot. No, Skipper made the save, though. 
Tilt a whirl, DD. Oh no, no. he was a, a skipper side to them. What I think would have been really interesting is if the first round matches they brought in like different talent and used different TNA guys. So you were having like different singles matches with different stars. Saban rolls up Garza. That's a three. Yeah. That's two points for NWA. We're five to three now. That's got to be an upset. Absolutely. Garza's pissed. Um, but what I'm kind of getting at is what if you saved the teams for the elimination match and then used other stars in the earlier part of the bracket? I know it kind of takes away the tournament point of this, but. I think, I mean, I would just, you have to avoid using the same guys for three matches on each, on the show. Th- that to me is a bit much. Oh, we're backstage. Referees and security. Non-compliance, non-compete, and total loyalty. Wow. So they signed away their life to Jeff Jarrett, it seems. Yeah. Rudy! You're going to be 100% loyal? Yes, sir. He gets slapped. Slapped him. Hudson, get over here. Do you know who the new director of authority is? You have no idea. It's Mike Tenet. He talked to 100 fans. Yeah, I'm sure. Scott Hudson was outside talking to the fans before the... Yeah, he ran, he ran the guy in the parking lot. Do you know who the, D, the DOA is? <laughs> He's like, who? What? I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe the Good DOA... Time is in reference to the Disciples of Apocalypse and it's fucking down. <gasps> oh, that would be a bummer. <laughs> Maybe Mike Tanay. I knew it. It's Mike Tanay. I hate Mike Tanay. <laughs> Damn it, Mike Tanay. I, I love that they do it with everyone and he goes, I knew it. I knew it was Mike Tanay. <laughs> Let's go after him. Uh, man. There we are, Bob. Team NWA, uh, three. Team AAA, five. Oh, Chris Harris knew. That's right, because they're saying that because he knew Dustin Rhodes was the surprise. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. What the heck? Terry Funk is now part of the X-Cop here. <laughs> What in the I world? could do a boon salt. Watch me do it. Hector Garza, come here. We have a sign that's censored in the crowd right now. That's not good. Oh, I want to be very honest with you. I'm here to retire. Again? It's just not worth it anymore. I knew my career was in the shitter when I had to come here to the asylum for TNA wrestling. So I, I, I thought WCW was bad. But he said he God, doesn't think of himself bad. as a living legend. Holy shit, TNA's the dirt worst. This is so random. I'm out here to say that after watching the X Cup, I'm rejuvenated. And Chris Saban, I'm coming for the X Division Championship. I realized. 
You're sounding like I drunk at, Terry Funk. I looked at the contract, <laughs> and it says that the exhibition is full of no limits. That means there's no way limit. So the Funkster is coming for the one NWA championship that I've never won in my career. And that is the X Division Championship. I'm going to start training, and I will see you on April 4th at a three-hour pay-per-view here for NWA TNA. Is he still talking, even after I did all that? Yeah. Yo, he's talking about Raven. Oh. I need you, Raven. So dude. that is seeming like it's happening. Yeah, well, they clearly... That night must be like, dude, Sandman's gone. So we'll just switch it to Funk, who has been here one time, is now taking over the Gathering feud. We're going to do some ass-kicking. All the kids are like, yeah, ass-kicking. And that's a promise, so... Yeah. Mid mid America's X Cup promo by Terry Funk. I think I need to buy a Funk U t shirt. I like that shirt. Yeah, you should. Yeah, just not off pro wrestling tees. I'm gonna, I don't want my credit card information to be uh, stolen. The matchup is confirmed. Terry Funk. Raven is a tag team. Versus CM Punk and Julio De Niro. Wow. That's right, Bob. Big match for next week. That's not all. The Insane Clown Posse. ICP, baby. Gonna juggle a street fight. A couple of Jarrett's crew, so we don't really know who. I'm gonna debut. Playing fair with Johnny. We soon have a special guest. Oh, the woman full really knows China. I didn't know they were going to say this. Holy shit. I wasn't expecting that either. Joni Lar. Dude, what? Oh, <laughs> I would have I would have held that one in if I knew they were going to say it. Wow. Wow. Big news here, guys. China is coming in next week. It's official. I, yeah, I mean, I feel like whenever you like do the news, I kind of consider it just like you know a rumor. Me too. And but then he announced it, so then fuck. It's still, I think, it still is shocking that they actually announced it. I think so too. I really didn't expect that. So, if you're if you're disappointed, if you're watching along and I spoiled it, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's only been fucking eighteen years, so. Well, this is also coming from the fact that Dallas was shocked by a Kimberly Page heel turn that happened 22 years ago. So, I'd like to point out that that was shocking. If you guys go watch <laughs> it and you've never seen it, well, we, we just spoiled it. I mean, there's no. <laughs> well, they didn't know when it is. Spring Stampede. That's true. Spring, spring, spring Stampede. Wow, man! I haven't he... seen Hector Garza in about uh, six minutes. His knee pads are different. Maybe they're not. Maybe I just wasn't looking. I don't know. I'm saying they're wearing the same shit. Everyone's wearing the same shit. This was taped after the pay-per-view. Hoovy's drinking so much water because he's like, I just worked 17 matches. (sighs) 
I don't know what neg. What was uh, Aguilar there doing with his tongue? I don't, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Between his tongue and the the butt cheek showing, I'm getting some vibes, man. Yeah. I feel like I'm, getting, I'm getting. Yeah, I've never felt this way watching a wrestling show before. No. <laughs> I'm starting to question myself. Yeah. Exactly. Bob, can can Team NWA pick up the pieces from this shit show of a showing? Well, I would have to think they. Okay, so what? They're down. They're down five three. And how many points is it per elimination? Just one. I think it might be two. Two. Okay. So. How sad they they is there, is there are there points for winning the match, as well? Or no? Um, I don't think so. Okay. So there's what three? So there's four eliminations on each side. Yeah, essentially. In order to win it. So they could go down what? They could go down three to or four to two. Seven, nine, three, five. Yeah. I think. If I'm doing my math right. So would do you think Triple A is going to get like a four on two advantage, and then they're just going to be like, "Oh, look at our comeback." I think that that would, if assuming you want your own company's team to win, um, yeah, I could see Team NWA losing here. At this point, so could I. Because like I, I don't, I feel like it's not their A team for the X division, despite what they've said. They're yeah, they're showing that shit though. I mean, they don't even have Michael Shane on the team, and he was X Division champion for like six months. So, oh, I think the sign that was uh, blurred out was Logan is gay. Oh, that sign was definitely on the show we watched last week. So interesting that they maybe they actually caught it in in the taped version, and we're like, gotta take that out. Maybe. Yeah, because that sign that's where that's the Logan is gay sign. Yeah, you're right, because I saw that last week. So we do have a bar at the bottom. We might be keeping track of score during the match, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, Skipper and Guerrero starting us off here. Why the do ju- I feel like... The juice I, in primetime. I feel like Logan probably got in contact with them. Like, guys, can you please blur that out? People are going to know it's me. There's only one Logan here in Nashville, and it's me. So It's me. Can we stop? Cut me some slack. Well, let's see what else I got, Bob. I don't have too many more notes left. Well, we don't have much time left. We have under 27 minutes left. We're at 26.54 remaining. Or, if you're doing it the Dallas Gridley way, we are one hour, 25 minutes, and 57 seconds into the show. Okay, well, let me give you let me give you two off the bat here. So, I know I keep talking about this freaking pay-per-view show. Well, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, we're, we're going to have this at this base. Uh, it's not a done deal, the location. Is that a surprise with anything here? For April 4th? For April 4th. Mm. It's not a done deal. The plan is to use an airplane hangar, convert it into an arena. We've talked about this many times. But there is a decent chance that the hangar will need to be used still in April for some military deals. Um, They have a local college gym near Fort Campbell booked as a backup, uh, which won't have the same uh, ambience. But they'll allow soldiers to come in and hopefully would be come enough to where you get the same strong atmosphere that they're looking for. So be at a college gym as a backup to an airplane hangar. 
It's getting kind of messy, Bob. I'm getting a little nervous that this uh, April 4th show ain't looking too hot, man. Nothing, Nothing's ever easy for them. Nothing's ever easy for them. No, it's not. It's amazing. Although they're being smart by not talking about it. They haven't mentioned it one time on uh, TV. Whereas, right? like, Hogan, as soon as you got, like, a little whiff of it, they were like, guys, Hulk. Hogan. Dude, as soon as it was even a maybe, they're like, Hogan's coming. Guys. It's gonna be here. Bound for glory. Hogan's going to be the NWA champion. I'm telling you. Just tune in. I oh, think it oh. would have made... Oh, my God. Well, we, we saw that earlier tonight. But that's okay. It's still impressive seeing it again. Uh, well, you know, it's you know it's different for the crowd because uh, the crowd saw that two weeks ago. That's a good so point. This crowd probably hadn't seen it yet. That's a really good point. I'm really impressed with everyone wearing the same gear for all these matches. I'm really impressed. I I'm shocked by the, the continuity of this show. I'm shocked. I thought like one of them would screw up. Between the announcers and the gear. Between Aguila's thong underneath his Yeah, his he's pants. even wearing the same thong. I mean That's that's nuts. You can't miss it. Look at the look at those cheeks. Yeah. Anyways. Uh well I was gonna say with Hogan though, like if Hogan had actually showed up to the asylum, I feel like it would have made Hogan look so minor league. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know, instead of being at the twenty seat 20,000 seat arena of Madison Square Garden. He's at a 1,200 seat asylum. He's like, yeah, listen to your brother. Or at the Nashville Municipal. Municipal. Municipal Auditorium. Garza laying and kicks on Saban. And you know, Bob, speaking of things falling apart, things not happening, well, uh, we've talked about this already as well, but. There's a plan for the merch tape show to be some sort of an IWA versus TNA confrontation, but that's in jeopardy now. Uh, Why is it in jeopardy? Well, it's because IWA's New Deal, written about last week, which I don't think we really covered because it's not really about TNA, um, which involves Mario Salvoldi, gives the gives the new group exclusive rights to IWA in the U.S., that means that they would have to agree to allow uh, IWA involved with TNA, and nobody knows if they will be given. They are since they are uh, marketing their own regular IWA pay per view starting on March first. So there seems to be a new deal with the company, and they don't know if they're gonna want to do this deal with TNA still. And that's that's Puerto Rico, though, right? Yes. Dealt with the arm tilt world arm uh, drag to send Negro to the floor, and then the somersault dive to the floor. No elimination so far. If you're keeping track, no, I I kind of feel like as if they're gonna do like as soon as they start doing the eliminations, it's gonna be like rapid fire. I don't really like, like when they do that. But. I hate when they do that. Well, that was a messed up face buster by Debt, but you know what? It works. One, two, kick out by Negro. Here comes the oh. juicy juice. Overhead belly to belly by Sunjay. That was good. I think I only have one other very small thing that's not really important at all. Um, and that's that uh, apparently Johnny Fairplay has, he's signed to write a survivor gossip column for the star. And that uh, Alvarez says that we should count how many times there's wrestling and TNA references in it every week. 
Is he suggesting it's zero? Or is there going to be a bunch? Nah, he's probably saying it is. Oh, by the way, that that Logan sign was just shown uncensored. <laughs> so they didn't do a very good job censoring well, per, it. Well, they probably gave up. At it. Do I, I fucking censored this 80 times. Like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with it. Oh, Hoovy lands on his feet after that German by Jerry Lynn. Tilt a whirl head scissor. Comes back with, oh, backbreaker. Come on, Posey. Fast count it, Posey. What are we doing? Show your loyalty to the NWA. Right. I'm surprised they didn't do a gimmick where there was an NWA referee and then a AAA referee like on the floor, vice versa, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Because there could be that drama. Garza's down on his knees. Kicks him. Why does his trunks... I just realized the back of his trunk looks like Triple H's logo. Yeah, it does. It looks like almost identical. Yeah. Is he trying to say something? Is he at the game? Oh, they censored it again. And then they flipped it again. And he keeps laughing. Like, he flips the sign, and it, and it says it. And he's like, ha-ha! And then he flips it back, and it's like a juggle. I knew it quick enough where they're, they're not going to be able to get uh, get away from it. Ha-ha, <laughs> Logan. I'm texting you, dude. Are you watching? ha <laughs> Oh, my God. Heard a Corona Negro with a frog splash on Skipper. Posey's not counting. Okay, one, two. There we go. That was weird. Yeah, he just stood there. What is that? It's like a modified figure four, kind of. Or like a modified cloverleaf? Okay, well, now Lynn came in to put like a dragon sleeper, but Skipper's still stuck in it. Oh, wow. Oh, we got like a chain of submissions here now. The only legal submission here would be on Skipper. Oh, <laughs> Sabin springboard foot stomp to Double stomps on... Uh... Yeah, Aguilar. This match is falling apart. Hoovy just came in with a, a leg drop to Skipper off the top. <gasps> Hoovy and Hoobie and Sabin backed into each other. Now they're slapping each other. Whoa, whoa, Woo Nation, Woo Nation. The drop kicks everywhere. Bob, this match is fucking crazy. This is one of the top five matches in company history right now. I I wouldn't say that. I don't even know if I'd say this is the best match on the show. <laughs> so, oh god they're okay. on top five of the company's history <laughs> head scissors Jim- off the middle rope I dead on to Garza's followed by uh, tilt the world arm drag Jimmy Yang versus Amazing Red from like 2002 was better than this so far uh, yeah probably and why does that match stick out to me I don't know but Sanjay Dutt just got eliminated Standing moonsault by Garza puts him away. It's 7-3, triple A. Skipper with a missile dropkick. Posey barely got out of the way of it. Dude, that's so bad. 7-3. Triple A leads, that's right. We're at an hour, 34 minutes, and 15 seconds. And because we just got the first elimination, Bob, are you ready for this breaking news? Uh, Yeah, Bulldog here by uh, Negro on Skipper. Uh, this one really surprised me, Bob. Okay. Don Callis is done as a regular in TNA. Uh, he gave notice three weeks ago after he accepted a job, which will have him working with international trade for Manitoba. Tap? Oh, Skipper got Negro to tap to his little... He's definitely tapping. Posey Ring, the Ring the bell. 
Jesus. Okay. Um. Okay. So you're telling me that Callis put in his nose three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and they still booked it for Eric Watts to lose. The yeah. Yeah. Power thing. Yeah. Ready? It gets better as Garza clothesline skipper Ooh. out of the ring. So it's a nine to five deal, but financially it was an offer that he couldn't pass up. Uh, apparently he offered to put Eric Watts over in his last day, but Jeff Jarrett decided not to tweak two months of work storylines. Yes, there is long-term planning in TNA and just decided to go with what they had originally booked. Uh, since he was on the show last week and they didn't do an injury angle or anything, it will be interesting to see how they're going to make a storyline sense of him no longer being there. Callis told people that he was sad to leave the company, but he learned a lesson about the instability of wrestling from 2001 and at least someone learned that lesson. And it wasn't about to turn down this new job. Guerrero just hit a hurricane Saban off the top rope to the floor onto a pile of the wrestlers. Garz is on the top rope. This isn't going to be safe, probably. And corkscrew dive to take everybody out. Wow. This, this match is definitely broken apart. There's no doubt about that. Um, well, I don't, I don't blame uh, Callis for leaving. Especially for his reasoning of stability, right? Um, but I think the difference between like ECW and, and TNA is that ECW didn't have a billion dollar like corporation behind it as uh, Garza powerbomb saving in the middle of the ring. So the stability is probably a lot better in TNA <laughs> than ECW than ECW ever was. Garza oh. missing a moonsault is saving is able to roll away. One, two, nope, Garza kicks out. Yeah, isn't that kind of crazy? He even offered to put Eric Watts over. Cradle shock by Saban. It's a three he with pins the cradle Garza. shock. Uh, yeah, I mean, how, I don't understand the whole two months worth of storyline would be impacted if, if Cal's lost. I don't either. I think, I think Jared just wants to be, like, in control. That's what I think. Could be. That's what I really think it comes down to. Like the character, like they just want him to be the guy. So Bob, we're tied now, seven seven. By the way. Oh, he almost got uh, Skipper. Almost got uh, Aguila there on the double springboard moonsault. Skipper and Aguila. Michael Shane. I hate Michael Shane. Ah, he shows up more in the show than I expected. Yeah. Skipper's laying over Aguila's knees. Hooventude hits a light drop. That's a good way to crack your back. Aguila going to the top rope. His partners aren't even on the apron. They're just, uh, oh, oh, he almost lesnared himself. But he hits the shooting star on Skipper for the elimination. Nine to seven. That means we're down to Saban and Lynn. And then for uh, AAA, what? It's just Hoovy and... Aguila. Aguila. That explains why the other two aren't on the apron. I'm a moron because it's an elimination match, so they can't be there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Makes a lot more sense. That'll do it. So, wait. So, if AAA... If they were to pin either Saban or Lynn, they essentially win the match, right? I guess they probably, yeah, right? 
this is a, it's 11 to 7, right? Or 9 7? Right now it's 9 7. So, yeah, so if you pin one of them, it'd be 11 to 7. Well, I guess Lynn or Saban could pin both of them. It'd pin both of them. Yeah, could. It'd be a tie, and then you have your captain's match. All right. I guess that all makes sense. There's only uh, 13 minutes and 24 seconds left, so they gotta get these eliminations done quick if there's gonna be a captain's match. But that's not a foregone conclusion on the captain part, right? Hoovy avoids cradle shock. Going over Hoovy driver. Nope. Saving blocks it. Inside cradle on Hoovy. One, two. Only oh, Hoovy got out. Oh, Hoovy almost gets a roll-up on Saban. The desperation. You can just feel it here at the asylum. Come on! Well, Triple A technically isn't really part of the exhibition. Double clothesline here by Saban and the Hoovy. Yeah, they're exhausted. They've been wrestling for three weeks straight. Come on, Jerry. Get the tag. Come on, Jalen. Hoovy hulking up. Misses a clothesline. Another clothesline. Cradle shot. for cradle shot. Oh, he spikes him with it. One, two. Important to note there, Hoovy uh, kicked out at two, but his shoulders weren't it's, technically yeah. down. Controls that's just about the same. Posey's not doing a job. Reaction, dude. Posey's Go for the kill shot, Saban. Let's yeah. go. Cradle shock him off of the middle rope, dude. Let's go. I'm sure he's done that before, right? Or he, at some point he does a cradle shock off the top rope or middle rope? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh-oh. Hoovy knocked him off the ropes. He's on the top rope now. Hoovy is looking for the 450, and he missed it. Oh, he landed on his feet. Landed on his feet, though. Hoovy oh. driver. No, that's not the Hoovy driver. Oh, it wasn't? No, Not that's bad. like a muscle, almost like a, I guess like a muscle buster, really. My bad. Jerry Lynn is all by himself, man. It's 11 to 7. It's just Lynn against Hoovy and uh, Aguila. The Hoovy driver is when he goes like, for a, like a set out scoop slam. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. I'm just in the moment, man. I just, I'm just sucked in right now. I do. I, I get it. Oh, Lynn gets catapulted into the corner. Aguilar's going for like a razor's edge thing. Well, Kryptonite Crunch. Uh, boom. See ya. One, two, three. Lynn pins him. Now we're down to just Lynn and Hoovy. Now Lynn needs to pin Hoovy in order to cause a tie. Oh, shit. Skipper and Dutt are on the uh, ramp here, rooting him on. Can Jerry do it? I don't know, man. Remember, according to TNA, he's super old. Remember when that came out of nowhere? They're like, he's, remember, guys, he's, he's 38. Yeah, that's right. They were like, and it was like, why are they mentioning his age? Who cares? 
He had just he had just beaten AJ Styles, and it's like, oh, he's old now. The the grizzled vet. Yeah, it's not like freaking Terry Funk, who's about to be sixty. <clears throat> uh oh, Hoogie's got a single like Boston Crab. <clears throat> Team NWA is up on the stage watching. Team Triple A's ringside watching. Yeah. Ooh, you're wrenching back on that half crab. He's trying real hard to get that submission. Come on, Jerry. Oh, Garza's pulling the rope back. That's cheating. Come on, Posey. Turn around. Nice. No, I got it anyway, but he got pulled off. Today's freaking out. Where's the They're referee? Like, the referee's right there. <laughs> you know what, Tanae? Soon enough, you'll probably be the DOA. So you could probably just stand up and be like, nope. Disqualification. Right. You know what? He should be the DOA because then there'd be no excuse because he's, he's literally watching everything. That's a good point. He, You can't get away with, like, I didn't see it. Yeah. Not a great-looking figure four here by uh, Hoogan, dude. I'm not really sure if he's got that on right. Well, that's why I think Lynn... Oh, no, he got it in now. Okay. Because I thought that's why Lynn was trying to help, like, it not be locked in fully. It still doesn't look like it's on right. No, I don't think it is. It's a little low, but that's okay. Jerlyn yeah. turned it over. Just give up, Hoovy. Oh, Lynn got to the ropes to break it. Sudden, Sudden death. death. If you're watching along at home, we are at an hour, 44 minutes. And, oh, sorry, one hour, 54. Oh, my God, I'm going to mess up. One hour, 45 minutes and five seconds. Now, here's the easy way. There's seven minutes and 37 seconds left in the show. I was getting confused because I was. Oh. I wanted to say the hour, 45-minute mark, and I, I'm, yeah. Oh, TKO, but he can't get him. Who he kicks out? Wow. The Asylum is on their feet. Except that back nuts. section that looked like it emptied out because this is after the main event of the There's show. the Hoovy driver. That That's the Hoovy driver. No, you're right. I fucked up. He drove him down before. It's a modified Hoovy driver, but that was the real one, so he's got him. One, one. two. Oh. No, he kicks out. Fake JB is even doing the hands and everything. Dude's ridiculous over there. Look at Skipper. He's emotionally invested. And Saban's just like, whatever. Yeah, okay, go Jerry. Yeah, that's a good point to me. Uh, oh, so if it's a tie. Oh, it wouldn't face- be on the same show. Oh, wow. So they'd face off next week if this is a tie. Springboard. Oh, oh. shit. One, two. No power out. Uh, I kind of hope that this is a tie because I wouldn't mind seeing Lynn and Hoovy next week. That that might add to the show. Right. But then again, you're like, my argument, too, is I, what was the point of the tournament if you don't finish it in one night? Agreed. Yeah, I agree with that. What are they doing? Muscle buster thing? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Seems like you might land on the shoulder. The, the 9-1-1. Okay, so I wasn't completely wrong. Oh. Oh, and that got it. Okay, so who have you won? Triple A winning the tournament. 
Jerry looked like he landed on his shoulder on that. Like, pretty bad, too. 13-9, Triple-A wins. Wow. Look at that. TNA not putting their own talent over. You got to love it. Well, this is what you do when you have a working relationship. Yeah, and I mean, and who are you getting the last pin? I mean, he's, I would say, probably the most. Let's see. Let's see the replay. Oh, dude. Right on his shoulder. Like, that fuck, That might have fucked him up. 911 movie driver. Do you think that's a fair statement to say that Hoovy's the most recognizable name out of everybody in that match? Um, yes. Antonio yeah, Pena is like, yeah, we did it. Oh, I no, told- Bob. You hear that? That's Jeff no, Jarrett's music. You know what? Of course. Well, so here are slap nuts. He's talking about Mike Tanay coming the damn ring right now. Way to interrupt the celebration. That's funny. These guys just rustle. Well, not really one night, but they just rustle for an hour and 50 minutes. And he's like, get the fuck out of my ring. Time for me to take over. He's Jeff Jarrett getting- calling in probably the next DOA. You're four minutes and seven seconds left in the show. Tanae, get up in this ring right now. Look how shocked he looks. Don Tanae's like, what? He's like all confused. Like, what? Uh, what are you? And now he's got a scowl. Uh, what do you want? What do you want, Jeff? I'm going to ask you this question, and you better give me the answer I want. Who is the new NWA director of authority? Sting. He says, I have no idea. You want to bet fucking $20? It's Dusty Rhodes, Bob. Oh. Just thought about that. Yeah, I would explain Dustin. Mm, yeah. Okay, so Jeff Jarrett's saying, I'm giving you a choice, an opportunity. And you can either tell me. Or... You cannot tell me, or you'll be breaching your contract. Then Wes is saying he doesn't know. For four months, you've made my As life if a living that's hell. A monumental amount of time. Is it really only been four months? Because I feel like it's been the past almost two years now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that I live for this. I fly in from Las Vegas, Nevada to Nashville, Tennessee every week because I love this. You should have said he drives, not flies. That would have been good. Well, that never happened today. They never went to the top. Hey. Knock it off. I I do love how, like, for every year for a while, they're like, we're growing, so we're close, guys. We're close. (laughs) They did do that. Okay, one final opportunity. If you don't tell me. You egotistical, overbearing, 
son of a, you don't have the balls. You don't have the balls to fire me, Jarrett. Just make up a name today. Just say it's uh, Glacier. And he'd be like, what? Oh. The crowd's going nuts right now. This is one of the hottest views in TNA right now. Oh, fuck, Bob. He just fired Mike Tanay. Well, he had the balls to do it. Tanay's like, shit. Okay, well, I guess I gotta leave now. Guess I don't have to fly in from Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. I can stay with my family. You're fired. Look at that. He, he's like, wow, you're... You, you did it. You fired me. Wow, dude. This is some big news here at the end of the show. Over Overplayed your hand tonight. Is he? Oh, he can't even say goodbye to his friend Don. No, Don's like no, please. <laughs> oh my god, that's sad. That's oh, so sad. I can't do play by play. <laughs> They're sending him out. He couldn't even hey, say goodbye to his buddy. At least he's going. At least they're escorting him backstage and not to the crowd or something. You egotistical bastard. Don, be careful. You could be next. There you go. Mike Tanay doing the over the shoulder look back, like, are you sure you want to fire me? Okay, I guess I'm gone. I won't be back. Jared's really happy with himself. That's how you get something done around here. And that wraps it up. One hour, 52 minutes, and 46 seconds. All right, so Dallas, here's the thing. Yeah, that show did not drag along as much as I was anticipating. I agree with that. Um, There's a couple moments where I was like, "Wow, I, I feel like I just saw these guys wrestle because I did." Right. So I was, I was certainly aware of what was going on. Yeah. But I agree, it wasn't as like, I don't know. I expected it to be a little bit more painful than it was. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I'm definitely going to agree with that. Um, when it comes to if I can give the show a thumbs up or not. Very tough question. Um, I just I don't know. I I think I think I'm gonna go with thumbs in like in the middle. Average show again. Uh, it, I think for me is it was just too too repetitive. Yeah, I think honestly I'm gonna have to agree with you. I'd probably be tilting up a little bit because the action was good. Uh, so for me, it's kind of it's a little like bonus, but strictly because of how repetitive it was, I think that's where for me, it's kind of like well, if if it had some other stuff on it, some different talent, maybe um, another matches is what I mean by that, then I think I'd feel differently because mm-hmm. I I think that if you haven't seen it, um, and you know what, and you love some lucha and some X division. You'll probably enjoy the show. So I think it's worth the watch. But once again, be prepared because you're going to see the same guys wrestle. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I can't say like, I hate anybody wrestling. It's just, you know, how many times can you see the same arm drag by uh, like Aguilar or whatever? So. Yeah, no, I agree. Um but yeah, I don't think it was a bad show, but I don't think it was like that match at the end. I'm sorry. I, it was not top five in company history. 
so far? I really don't think so. Not even close. Um, I think that Strictly is coming from there did a lot of high spots. And maybe if you did watch that match by itself, like Bob was saying, maybe there's something there. Yeah, the context of it all. I mean, if you watch it separately, maybe you'll enjoy it. But when you're watching the same guys wrestle for two hours in separate yeah. matches, it probably yeah. is going to hinder the experience a little bit. Yeah, and I think I think it probably did a little bit, but it was fine. It was a lot of hot, hot action. I ain't complaining about that. Yeah, it was an enjoyable main event, but and I enjoyed uh, Hoovy and Saban again. Yes, I think that was probably the highlight of the show for me, to be honest. And it was the opening match. Yeah, and I will say too, like the Tanay stuff at the end is really setting up next week's episode pretty well too, because it's like, oh shit, well, who's gonna be the play-by-play guy? There's yeah. I do like that we did do a decent setup for next week, even though this is essentially a filler show, really. It, yeah, pretty much. Um, and we had even, at least we had a little build up for it, well, very little, but at least there was something more than the last Super X Cup. Yeah. Um, and yeah, dude, China, China doll. Yeah. She'll on, be here next week, apparently. On Johnny Fair plays show which should just be great because we love johnny fairplay yeah probably the best signing uh teenagers had thus far is uh johnny fairplay from survivor oh yeah of course Fantastic. uh all right dallas you have anything else I, I remember next week is the return of raven too that's right raven is back next week which i'm extremely excited about yeah. um i think that's probably i'm i'm even more excited about that I miss Raven a lot. So I'm excited that he'll be back. But no, uh, yeah. uh, I don't think I do. I do. I'll, I'll, I'll leave a little I'll leave a little teaser, a little cliffhanger at the end here. There's a pretty interesting thing that happened after today's show that I don't think we're ever going to see. But I think it's kind of a fun note. So uh, we're going to talk about that next uh, next week in the beginning of the show. So I think it'll be fun. Great. Nothing, I gotta wait. I gotta wait a whole week now to know what the hell you're talking. Gotta wait about. a whole week. It's not as mind blowing as China or Don Callis leaving, but I think it's a fun little tidbit that happened and some and some stuff that's looking to our future a bit. All right. So we'll, well see. Well, there's a lot going on here in TNA. There's a bunch of questions. There's a bunch of people coming in, and it all continues next week. Until then, for Dallas Gridley, I'm Bob Young Jr., and this has been the TNA Crossland Podcast. <laughs>